Previously, last week, the heroes threw down with the motherfucking war duck. Finding Swan McAvee, they watched as the ferocious foul skewered the malware mallard. Rendezvousing or with the Dark Hunters, they were guided through the demented terrain of the Underdark to the city of spiders. Under the faded glow of Narbondel, an enormous spotted radiating spire at the center of the city of spiders. The heroes are led by the leader of the expeditionary force of House Mizrim into the heart of deceit that is Menzo Barazan. You all are left to your own devices, patiently. Zora kind of occasionally casts you guys the backward glance. What would you like to do? The city is yours. Hmm. Uh, I believe offloading some things we are not in need of and perhaps purchasing some items might be wise. There are some battles for the upcoming fight. Shopping episode? Shopping Let's episode! Yo, yo, yo! Let's go! go. Alright, alright. We could use all the gold that came out of Ingress' uh, mouth. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. The things I do for this party. <laughs> the things I do for love. Things I do for love. Mm, well, yeah, That's... luckily. You guys looking around and you guys come into the city and you are catching all the sideways glances coming through the gates. Through, you essentially see like a bunch of different parties, singles, doubles, nothing too large. You don't see any large gatherings. Everyone's in ones and twos. And as you come through the gates, you are thinking that you're about to get you're about to get interrogated you're about to be questioned when these two guards start walking up to you and then they catch like a furious glance from Zora and they step the fuck back as you follow in her wake into the city making you I'll never go for or Zora for Asking her for the weapon shop or the magical magical item shop. Well, I suppose your best shot would be going to kill Morse. I could take you it's this way. Hmm. Hmm. Should you be pleased to see that shop of this city? Seems really mysterious. Indeed. I would also like to partake in magical antiquities. Perhaps some could be useful to me. Uh, I'll, I'll do some window shopping too. Wonderful. Yeah, you yeah. guys start. Oh. I was about to say that, well, we shall begin our journey to that shop, but it's okay. Turn around on her heels, Zora starts guiding you deeper within the city, and you guys come out to the... This is a very large city. You'd say this is around two, three hundred thousand people. This is by far the largest city that you've been to in the Underdark so far. And it takes you a good 10, 15 minutes to walk from the the post, the outpost that you crossed and making your way within the walls of the city. 
to what you kind of deem as like one of the outer sections, like one of these things that part of the city that kind of abuts up against one of the sides of the wall. And you pass through these different, it's like these bioluminescently lit sections and it becomes dimmer and dimmer as you make your way away from this central spire that lights up the majority of the city. And as you guys, you can't help but notice it. It's this huge spire that sits in the middle of the city and it illuminates pretty much the entire town. And while it's not bright, it's definitely not daylight. It's still quite dim. It gives everything a orange-red alternating to like a violet hue as you make your way out away from it into this darker and more dimly lit sections. And then you start making your way into like this stretching bazaar, this huge series of like tents and tarps and these different street market stalls, these wagons, and you start passing within them. You're hit by like all these wonderfully delicious smells. You smell like some baked like fresh goods and then you see like, oh, there looks to be like uh, someone's doing trade with uh, a couple of porcini's pastries. You see like some of his goods uh, making their way around the market and you continue still further out to the outskirts and you see just on the edge of this place is a it seems to be like these openings these tunnel networks that go deeper still into the darkness and away from this part of the city and you hear something uh you, you hear like a street vendor starting to hawk in your direction Yee-haw! you looking a little crabby don't I say I say I say well you know don't fret I got the thing that you need to put inside your body you gotta get yourself some crabby coffee. Crabby coffee is the only thing that's guaranteed to make you feel the burn. It's the only coffee that forces you into your final form. You feeling crabby? Have a coffee. Have a bunch of crabby coffee for your weak knees, bitch. Yeah, you see a, uh, a crab with a cowboy hat, and he, like, scuttles up to you sideways and starts passing you guys out coffee. He's, like, thrusting this coffee into your hands, and he's shaking. He's vibrating, pretty much. I like I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> Yo, right back at you, partner. Have yourself a shot of espresso on top of that. And he just drops, like, a shot glass into your coffee, and he hands it to you. Abbott pours it all over his face. You know what, man? I like the way you cut your cut of your gym, son. You like that? Good style. Uh, how many have you had, sir? I don't ever stop. I can't lose count. Woo-hoo-hoo. Uh, superb. Okay. Can I just buy the beans to cook, make it myself? Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, you go, uh, so buy a bag of beans right there for you. Here you go, that'll be, uh, uh, one gold please, please. Uh, right here, and Ingra just tries to examine how she's going to drop the coin. It's like, do I put it on his head, or do I put it in his claw? And she just kind of holds it out, just, eh. And he snaps it out. You don't even see the movement, but his little pinchers, like, pinch it and take it back. And this is just, like, you're seeing bits of, like, stable. His claws out, stretched, and then all of a sudden the, the coin is gone. 
Um, Darius will approach him and says, Hola, it's your coffee, bud. Do you have some milk? Don't worry, go for adulterating the coffee. I like it straight. But I understand some people need a little bit of... Oh, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. And he comes back with like a tray that's chattery. With a little bit of a, um, like a silver pot with milk in it. Okay. He takes it. And he's got to lick it like a little cat. Ironic. Uh, what does it taste? This Milky. is actually... <laughs> this is actually some of the best coffee you've ever had in your life. It's smooth, rich, bold. All the wonderful, like, it's not burnt either. It's not, like, tangy. It doesn't have any kind of aftertaste. It almost tastes sweet in your mouth. And there's no... Like, you haven't added any sugar in it. And as you look down at it... You see the oils coming off this coffee are mixing with the milk that you put in, and it has this iridescent rainbow look. Hmm, quite, quite colorful over there, but I'm impressed. This has well, never been the best coffee I ever drink. Well, thank you, partner. Oh, look, I'm just a humble Americano crab, and I'm guided by my faith, and I believe... Now you need caffeine in your veins! And the best delivery mechanism for that caffeine is the sacrament called Crabby Coffee. Yes, sorry! Uh, I... I am a lady of the cloth myself, uh... I, and I, I can get behind that, you know? I think there needs to be more more businesses that, uh, follow the teachings of a, of a faith, you know? I think... We get we look past life and it gets so commercial and commodified. So I, it's good to see religion mixing with uh, commerce. Yeah, God, well you can bet on that here, man. So bears in. And he's like, he's looks, he swivels over towards you, and you can see his little eye stalks are swaying back and forth to where they're blurry, like his eye stalks are shaking. I see you espresso in an opinion there, and I agree. I'm thinking that. You know, I'm just on board with you, and don't you know that you're not drinking coffee right now? Here's another cup of coffee. Yee-claw! Yee-claw. I love this, man. I love it so much. If you are all done sampling the goods, I think we should make our way to Gilmore's. I think it'll be closing soon, if you wouldn't mind. I'll just take, like, another coffee for her. Uh, bring up. Well, sure, I'll set you up with the go coffee. Here you go. And he just puts a little one in like a styrofoam cup for you. Send you on your way, and he's like waving his claw goodbye. But again, it's just like this blurry where his claw is waving back and forth. You just see like an entire uh, blurred red and orange. Thank you. Uh, excuse me. Bless you. Bless you, Mr. Crab. Well, thank you, I If you ever need any more, come on back to Crabby Coffees. You know where to find me. Goodbye, stereotypically southern crab. Perhaps we'll meet again. <laughs> you guys come on into. Um, you arrive at a uh, building that Zora uh, opens the door and steps through this like beaded doorway and. You see above as you make your way underneath the sign 
Gilmore's Glorious Goods and head within this semi-gothic looking building and behind the counter amongst this like absolute catastrophe of of disorganization is a goth Gilmore Abbott approaches and he basks in the gothy glory of course Greetings, Dilmore. I seek to purchase some of your deluxe goods, hopefully to increase my combat potential in future fights. Is there anything that you could give a sorcerer that could possibly help them? Uh, I suppose so. Everyone comes to me when they need something, but what has anyone ever done for Gilmore? Hell, I guess it doesn't matter. Yes, I have something, supposing. Hey, let me check. Please come in. He puts down his comic book. Um, he was reading Johnny, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and puts that on the counter, puts his feet down, starts rummaging through like different bins underneath the counter. He's going back through this closet and a bunch of stuff like piles out on top of him and crashes to the ground. Oh, God damn it. Just rearrange that. Uh... He's so, the, the man. Like, there is, the man, very like sober and like not feeling very good. He approaches and says, uh, "Sir, are you okay?" Oh my God! If you aren't the most adorable undead reborn uh, tabaxi that I've ever seen, uh, you know what? One one moment. And he goes back and he picks up this jeweled brush and starts coming over and he's like, "Would you mind? Would you mind if I look? I'm, I just need to get, uh, give you some brushes, all right? Your your fur is a little bit out of place here. Oh goodness. Uh, yes, yeah, so this is uh, okay. Here, I'm just going to give you some brushes. Brushes? Um. He looks at him and says, "Um, I can get you a brush. Um, sure. You have the attention span of a goldfish." I believe you were trying to find me a magical augment. Hey, just hey, just ago. just let, let him enjoy the kitty cat, okay? <laughs> Patient. Well, he seems to be... He was seem to be quite a... Nothing okay. I just bring him joy. Uh, I think it's more understandable that uh, we are patient with him. Don't you think? Oh I think we God. should... Respect his wishes as he's welcomed us into his store, Abbott. Oh my god, it, it just, oh, this is important. That does Here, compute. Let me get the lint roller. This is, uh, there's hair getting everywhere, but I can't help myself. Please, one moment. And he's going back and forth, and he's continuing to, like, serve your needs. He is putting together um, an entire array of some extremely valuable and rare magic items down on the table, but you can tell, like, both eyes are on Atherius, where he's just like, all eyes on me, going back and forth, brush, 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 lint, uh, just going back with the lint roller and picking up all the hair he's uh, gathering. Also, so, uh, if he come, comes back, uh, Atherius will offer the coffee that he, bring, that he brought with him, and <laughs> he offers to him. Oh my god, has it been a while since I've been allowing myself to have some crappy coffee? This shit is like crack cocaine. Well, I was bringing myself for a, for a ride, but I think you deserve, deserve it more than I do. 
All right, I'll make an exception. I'll treat myself this once, but I don't usually do this. I'll have you know. All right, all right, just this once. And and he <laughs> accepts the cup of coffee and takes a sip, and you can ex- immediately see him brighten up, which is quite. He's like trying to resist. And he's flushing a little bit, and he goes over to the mirror and starts reapplying some foundation to try and cover up some of the redness so he can maintain his pale complexion. This is, um, quite out of the ordinary. Oh, dear. I'm letting myself slip. Um, so we're going to do a couple housekeeping things here. Arg, arg, You all are level 18. Congratulations. Oh, we, did, we didn't even do anything. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Go <laughs> us. Shit. Damn. Okay. <laughs> I, man, I guess Petty. Petty. I guess Petty's just gives like a billion XP points. Jesus. Goddamn. Yeah, never uh, mind. Do not okay. underestimate the power of scritchies. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Don't underestimate the power of coffee. <laughs> yeah, never mind, guys. We wow. grab a coffee. Okay. okay oh. Wow. Okay. Also, I'm going to go ahead and allow you guys about a week between the next session and this one to figure out what items you would like to purchase here from Gilmore's. If you think, like, I need this cloak, or maybe this sword would be nice, go ahead and let me know. We'll go ahead and and handle that. Great. Especially since I uh, can't really, like, look everything up right now and balance it because we're, like, all the way at uh, the end of the higher-end spectrum of uh, high-level play here. So, yeah, just, like, let me know. Go ahead and pick, like, two or three magical items that you'd like to purchase. It's going to be here at Gilmore's. And I'll give you the thumbs up or the thumbs down, and, and we'll we'll uh, have them ready to go at the next session. Got it. Okay. But yeah, for the sake of uh, the narrative and expediency, we're going to go ahead and say that you guys take a lovely afternoon tea time, sharing coffee, sharing some crabby coffee with Gilmore, and going through and perusing his different wares and finding some absolutely wonderful and powerful wondrous magic items. Yes, thank you for coming in. Tell your family, tell your friends that Gilmore has always got what you need. You were surprisingly helpful, Gilmore, and for that I am eternally grateful. And you all are surprisingly adorable, especially you, Atherius. Gives you a little scratch behind the ear. He, he, uh, he purrs that a little bit. Oh. Melt my cold, dead heart. Well, if you need anything else, you know where to find me. Good luck, and thank you very much for the coffee. Well, the pleasure is all, is all ours, Mr. Gilmore. And I'm very happy to see you having a smile on your face. Oh, and uh, by the way, is Johnny the Homicidal Maniac worth reading? Like, I'm a fan of Invader Zim, but I know it's like a different vibe. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of Squee. Squee is my main man. Absolutely love that teddy bear freak. Ah, cool. Well, I'll have to check it out. Highly recommend. Until next time, everyone, have a wonderful evening. Uh, Goodbye.
<laughs> you all emerge from Gilmore's and find Zora, who had excused herself and was waiting patiently outside. She is going to come up to you, Alaria. And you see another drow who was with her leave as all of you come out, casting a couple backward glances before retreating back into the hustle and bustle of the city. Alaria, I was just told that the matron Misery Mizram is waiting for us and has some time to see us and hear your request. Gorlai steps forward and coming up next to you, Alaria. You mean she has time to see us and hear our request uh, to see if we we can have a meeting with all eight houses? Yes, that is the case, and we must go immediately. Uh, it is not best to try the patience of the matron. Gorlai's going to turn to you and, like, reaching out for your hand. Um, kind of looking for reassurance. Kind uh, of awkwardly accept, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. She takes her hand and gives you a little squeeze, and you guys start following behind Zora. Where do we go? Remind me of the magic item that we can. What is the maximum ranking that we can have? We'll figure it out. I don't know. I need to balance that later. Don't put me on the spot like this. How dare you, sir? Okay, I will not. My my mistake. I'm gonna get a slap on me on me. Don't don't Azora turns, she's guiding you back through the city. Speaking back to you, Ilaria, but mostly for Coralie's benefit, as this does seem to be her main interest. Mater and Mizzy will see us. We must hurry to ensure that we meet our allotted time. She has been informed of your mission, Surface Dweller, and has pulled strings to see if she will be able to arrange a conference of the Great Houses to hear your words. She would like to meet you and test your worth before initiating formal requests. But rest assured, back channels have been utilized. The waters have been tested. The tall drow woman turns and begins walking... While she, she's casting backward glances to make sure that you're following her, and you also see her looking over you, looking around you. She expects you to fall in her wake, but she's not constantly checking behind her just to make sure that you're following her and that you're following where she's leading. She also seems to be checking for other things. Crossing through the maze of alleyways and open market stalls creates a wondrous chaos of opulence all around you. There is no shortage of fine silks, impressive patterns you've never seen before in the textiles and the tapestries. They challenge your notions of craftsmanship with the amazing qualities that you're seeing. 
Tools, jewelry, and the fine storefronts line your path bathed in deep violets, azures of blue rimmed with twinkling pinks that blend with the air of the ever-present haze, the Feyre's res that pulse with the violet emitted from the central spire of Menzoberazan. It gives the entire world that you draw through the drow that you encounter and ever-present and changing halos. The smells of hot cinnamon, baked goods mingle with savory cooked meats that rotate like giant cobalt kebabs turning slowly as you drow. As the drow swarma stands, pass along your path. And still you follow Zora, trying to keep pace with her. She is a very tall drow, and her quick pace makes you all almost have to semi-jog behind her. Running along through the throng, ducking under two orcs chained together, carrying a barrel of apples, you see a slender female drow waving eagerly, trying to catch your eye. Hey! Hey! Listen! Sounds like an awful lot like a uh, annoying fairy, I know. <laughs> Do you all recognize Hain, the young drow apprentice, priestess of Lalt, running up through the crowd, kind of like uh, smashing her way through a couple of the slaves to get to you? She knocks over like a couple of deep gnomes and sends them bawling, but doesn't even like look down to address them. Hey, what's up? Hey, I found you. I, um, and she comes in kind of close to only looking around like furtively, so only all of you can hear her. I found where Grump's being held. He's in the Tower of Venom. Uh, belongs to House Benry, and I was able to convince my friend to allow us in. She's only going to be working for the next few hours, though, so if you want to talk to him and retrieve his notes, we have to go now. Zora, like, steps in front of her, between her and you all. Not now, Hain. We are on our way to the matron. It is the lost will that they are met with our house. The notes are unimportant and they can wait. We have to make sure that our house is the first to address these outsiders. No, mother! Hain, like, like, stands up straight. They have not, they have asked me to help them to get to Bainry's notes, and this is their best shot. The Archmage has been confined to the tower with his research materials, and would know best where they might be located. We may not be able to get another window into the tower for weeks. God damn it, Hain. This is not I prudent. I believe it's the rage to solve problems. Octavio, I have a job for you. Octavio's here and ready to shove. <laughs> what can I do for you, Lordia? I would like you to go with this young drow here and retrieve the notes of Grump Henry. Oh, um, hell, uh, you know, the thing is, uh, I am a very powerful and capable demon slayer, as you all know. Um, but I think uh, going on um, by my lonesome uh, with this fine young lady is wonderful, and uh, she... Pierced to be a uh, 
I, I believe me, you may have done my way with a fun young lady trousers, such as yourself, Hank, but it might be uh, improprietous for me and her to be seen all by alone. Some people might get the wrong idea. I, I could go with you. Well, I'm done for one. All right. Wonderful. Uh, let's get on there. Uh, you ready? I go on there with her. Tavio, and uh, we head on there at the. Uh, uh, yeah, Abbott, Abbott steps out um, and says to everybody, I will go with him just to make sure nothing goes wrong. I'm sure we will need those notes. Thank you. I can handle myself and I will accompany him and I will bring them back to you guys. This is my main priority as of now. Alright, forget about it. We're gonna go get these notes. No problem looking at split. Hey, let's go get them. Yeah, let's go get them, honey. Here we go. <laughs> oh, boy. So, Rictavio, the Glabas, and Abbott, you all start heading off through Menzo Barazan, following after Hain, while Zora takes the rest of the party off in another direction. Before we split up from Abbott, I'm just gonna pat his metal shoulder. Best of luck. I'm gonna cast Enhance Ability on him, giving him never a truer friend than Alaria. Eagle Splendor, so you have advantage on charisma checks. Abbott slowly and mechanically pats Alaria's shoulder. I hope you have the best of luck too, my friend. Headed in two different off. directions. Split Heal. the party, yeah! Feeling the void that by just sending the NPCs, but it's fine. Feeling the energy run through you, the Dawnfather's light within you, you feel reinvigorated as you make your way towards the house of Banri, the most powerful leadership that the city of spiders has had for thousands of years. Dope. And the rest of you continue to follow Zora. You make your way along the edge of the city. Zora, very familiar with these twisting passageways and these side streets, eventually started leading you up through the side chamber of this cavern onto a cliff that extends zigzagging, zigzagging back and forth higher and higher until you start feeling slithering wings pass in the darkness above you just out of sight you smell this deathly ill just foul odor in the wake of these wings till eventually you come to a large aperture in the side of this hill leading up into a giant fortress carved into the rock on either side mounted on top of these foul winged beasts you see drow riders flying through the air on the backs of these yeah, these animals. As you make your way inside following Zora, you go through these long vaulted ceiling hallways deep within the fortress until you come to a huge cathedral-like room at the end of which sits an elevated throne. You see... About uh, 20, 30 
court court attendants, different drows in these imperial outfits, turn as you walk within, following Zora, who comes within about 30, 40 feet of the throne and then goes to a knee, bowing deeply. Matron Misery, I bring you the disgust travelers from the surface. And without a response, the matron regards you imperiously. The same derisive look. Something where she has a class all above for the rest. She makes decisions, life and death of individuals every day and feels like it is her right to do so. Approach. I would hear what you have to say. Corlai, giving your hand a final squeeze before taking a few steps forward. Drawing herself up, you can tell she's a little nervous, but she clears her throat and launches into her prepared remarks. Um, I really need to find what I wrote. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. Oh, it's not there. Shit. Where was this? Fuck. God damn it. No pressure. Damn. I'm not going to be able to find this fucking goddammit. Uh, I'm going to have to spitball it. Fuck. Um, she's like, uh, Coralie's taking out her notes, but she's like really nervous and the coffee is not helping. Like, you can tell the coffee is adding to her anxiety and she's like, God damn, that was good coffee, but it's really giving me the jitters. Um, she's kind of like dropping her notes and fumbling and she just kind of like takes a deep breath and is like... <sighs> Matron Misery, I come on behalf of the surface dwellers above. Specifically, I come from the city of Neverwinter, and I come bearing a message. I am an emissary. The cities above have noticed a disturbance, and rumors of demonic incursions have reached our ears. We believe that it is only a matter of time before the demons make their way up to the surface. And we believe our best hope for preventing them from from dominating us and, and eventually making raids within our own territory would be to send an expeditionary force down into the Underdark and dealing with the enemy here and now. We have assembled great armies and are ready to make our way down and support you in whatever way we can. We humbly ask for permission to come with your guidance down into the city of Menzo Berazan and make our stand with you to prevent the demons from establishing a foothold here in the Underdark. We beg for your approval that we may come in support of your darkest hour 
and fend off these demons and send them back to the abyss. We plead for an alliance with you here and now that we may come to your aid in this moment and send these demons back where they came from. There's a moment of silence that stretches between Coralai's words as they echo throughout the chamber. You see a moment of discomfort ripple through this room. Some of the drow smirk. Few laughs escape their lips. The matron rises, standing up to her full height above the throne, towering over the rest of the drow assembled. You can see this backlit as lava drips through these different rivulets around the throne room, sending up these pulsing red-violet light throughout this throne room here. It was our intention to simply guide you here, that you may be taken within chains, manacled and sacrificed to love. That was Zora's intention to simply guide you to your doom here. And now you bring me tidings of armies invading our sacred city. She casts... I'm sorry? It wouldn't be an invasion if you welcomed them, but it seems that you weren't intent on being welcoming in the first place. She casts Zora one of the most death looks, an absolute dead stare before coming back to you, Ilaria. You can tell she is quite clearly not used to being addressed by other people who are not of her rank and station. In any case, I suppose since you do bear the weight of an army behind you, we'll have to negotiate as equals. I would prefer this information to have been addressed to me before it having been sprung. And now I must navigate the situation with a little more aplomb. Plum. What's plumb got to do with this? <laughs> I see that you offer your aid. I see that this is not a decision I can simply handle within the House of Mizram, especially if these armies were to make it to our gates. Even worse, suppose that these armies were to arrive right when the Demogorgon were to arrive back for another foray in our city, destroying yet another portion of our metropolis. This will be need. This will need to be brought to the council. I give you my house's protection. I give you my security. Do not waste it. You will be targets. I... Uh, can offer you some protection, but know that every other house will be trying to assassinate you, regardless of what news of these in armies that you bring. 
And how are we supposed to believe you when you just said you were going to kill us yourself? It is our way, and you are wise not to trust my words on their merit. I can only give you so much protection as within these walls, but as you navigate around the city, beware. Any other drow will try to make their name by cementing you within the spire and sacrificing you to the demon spider queen. She snaps her fingers. And uh, an attendant, a male, shirtless, and he's got a collar, brings each of you an emblem with House Mizram emblazoned upon it. If you wear these, you will be given some amount of protection from the standard gods. But know that any kind of surreptitious attack from the other houses will be deniable, plausibly. I advise you to walk with caution within the city of spiders. Standard for the Underdark period. Indeed. Now go. Go and step with great care and great tact. I will hold up my end of the bargain. Know, Coraline, that your words have been heard, and they will be brought to the council. We will require you to make your plea in person that the other houses may judge your merit. And if you are very, very lucky, we will allow these expeditionary armies to come within our walls and we will stand with you against the demon forces. It should only be the Demogorgon remaining. She raises an eyebrow at that. Our group has <laughs> nobody believes the other. Both her eyebrows go all the way up her forehead at that. She's like, "What?" Very well. Feet and we nearly lost many of us on the occasion, but they were defeated. Some screaming back to the abyss. We can handle ourselves. Oh, very well. I will add these words to the communications of the council. We will convene, and Zora, you will be assigned to this group to make sure that they are protected from the other houses' machinations. And when the time comes, you will escort them to the meeting of the council. Now go. Go and be very careful with how you traverse within the city of spiders. As you all are given your leave, you turn and you see the stairs of not only the courtiers that sit between you and the matron mother, but lining all the different rungs that go up into this high vaulted ceiling, 
the elite warriors, the priestesses of Loth, as well as flying back and forth on the back of these foul wings. Mounted riders that sit just on the edge of perception, huddled within the darkness, using it as cover. As you walk out of this room, you feel them darting back and forth, remaining within the shadows, but you are tailed. And as you emerge from this cliffside fortress, you feel them circling, almost like a cyclone around you. You can bet that for the next good while, at least while you're in Miserum territory, you will be heavily monitored from within the shadows by these mounted riders. As you... Following Zora, once again, stepping within her line, you see her catch the light from the tower. Getting into the latter portion of the day, the light emitted from Norbondel, it's it's fading, but it still illuminates a good portion of this cavern, and from your perch high up on this cliff, you can see the sheer expanse of the city and the reflection from Zora. You can tell she was sweating bullets. She was extremely worried as to the outcome, not only for herself, but you as well. As she continues to guide you all back down within the city. She's just starting to breathe again. Her pants covered in short bits. She was very, very nervous as she continues to guide you back within the city. And the hustle and bustle of the city kind of returns a sense of confidence and normality to her. But you can tell she was quite shaken. I think it's best we find somewhere to settle down until we are called upon. Very well. I will take you to an establishment which you might find familiar. Please follow me. Hmm. And as she guides you through the city, this is quite a... Like, of the places in the Underdark, you feel like this is by far the most civilized city that you've been. The streets are completely flat. You step and, like, the relief that you feel just by making your way down these broad avenues is just wonderful. Like, your knees and your ankles are just swollen and rubbed raw just from the uneven surface that you've been walking throughout your entire time in the Underdark. And this is just a welcomed relief as you make your way down one of these broad avenues to this giant Amanita muscaria mushroom. And as you make your way inside, it just says Porcini's on the front of it. <laughs> oh, that son of a bitch gonna have hell to pay. Hey, what did Porcini ever do to you? Oh, I don't know. Make me vomit gold. Let's just ask him some question then about uh, the incident and be mostly respectful to him. So we're not providing any um, hostile uh, um, energy. You all, I think we're going to be a bit past hostile energy. Oh dear. Let's 
Let me handle it. It's not mm. too hasty. We don't know if it was Porcini. Making your side, making your way, making your way inside of Porcini's pub. Um, this definitely seems to be like an extension, um, a much larger version of the establishment that you've been inside previously. There are upper levels where there are rooms to hunker down and get a good long rest in and an extremely long counter table where uh, you actually don't see Porcini. This is just a, a drow gentleman um, behind the behind the counter there. Seems to be like cleaning some glasses. Victorious is going to... Well, we're going to scout a little bit to see if, if Porcini is there. He's not going to see him. He's going to go to the drawer and send him. Hello, Frodo, friend. We are looking for Puccini. Have you seen him? Only comes in every so often to collect the rent. Different profits for the month. He hasn't been here in a while, so if you're lucky, you might be able to see him. But believe me, friend, everybody wants to meet Porcini. He's a very busy man. Oh, I will not dump that. But uh, when you have an incident with our friend, we want to ask him some questions. I'll let him know if I see him, and if he has a moment to spare for you, you might consider yourself lucky for a five-minute meeting. <laughs> I see. But maybe you can answer a question. Yes, and um, what's that? So, our friend has been having this incident where we came from eating the pastries of his uh, delightful uh, cuisine. But... It seems that after a while, he became to vomit uh, some uh, spider web with cold. He points up at a sign on the, like above the bar, and it says, Porcini's is not responsible for any illness and uh, tiredness or uh, untimely demise <laughs> that may be encountered by the patrons. And then the font starts getting like smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And you can't quite read it. And you're just like squinting at it. Okay. Ingra? Uh... Aetherius just looks down and point at the sign. <laughs> Ingra? Ingra is kind of steaming, but just holding herself. Just should have read the fine print. I just should have read it. Never do, uh, but I should have just read it. Wasn't it explained to us that it was love, quote-unquote, blessing you? Hey, hey man, I, I, I've, I've nearly died like six times in the last week. I'm gonna eat some croissants, man. I'm not gonna ask twice. Um, Aterius turns to the uh, the and says, uh, "Well, he he asks you uh, this question, Ingra, and he says, uh, what have you been eating last time?' Uh, what what did I have last time? I, 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 he just kind of plopped it down. They 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 looked. I think they were kind of like bready, like croissant things or donuts. I don't know. I don't remember." All I know is that I was uh, puking up the bank afterward. <laughs> he turns back to Dendro and says, What do you have some pastries uh, that has this side effect of vomiting web with gold? Ingra? Yeah, huh? As this conversation's going on and... You fucker. <laughs> Artharius is interrogating the drow and he is quite annoyed he's kind of just got his arms crossed and he's kind of tapping his foot and he occasionally like puts his arm up to the sign and starts tapping it and you hear just like this whine as you like your eyes are drawn to the sign and you start 
reading the fine print and it just gets smaller and smaller and it starts to bend and then spiral. Okay, I'm going to try a thing. I'm worried. <laughs> Don't eat the pastries of this man. That is the only <laughs> that's the only thing that we don't have to do. I hear dice rolling, you bastard. He's <laughs> just to cover it. <laughs> Odd. I I think I, I think someone needs to cast on him lesser restoration or greater restoration or something like this. Oh, what's that noise? Is it the uh Oh it's card flushing, isn't no, it? It's more spiders coming out of Ingra. <laughs> Ingra, everything around you swims. You feel your skin crawling as thousands of tiny little spider legs start oh. crawling up you and then they crawl <laughs> up your body. And as you open your mouth to try and scream, they flood down inside of your throat. Isn't it these City of Sparta for nothing. <laughs> a cold chill, a cold chill runs down your spine as if venom replaces your blood, cooling you to the ambient temperature. You see each breath that you make exhales, creating a billow cloud of ice crystals. What are you doing to me? Stop it right now. Please, I just, I just want to go. Stop this! No, I'm faithful. I will not listen to you. You think this is what it'll take? Me to give up my faith? I don't, I don't, I don't what? What do you want with me? Through the continual fog, the Feyre's rest that clings to the floor, licking each footstep that you see. Another layer of movement lies below the fog. A carpet of crawling spiders follows you wherever you go. Beneath each footstep, it parts as you walk. And then the scene returns back to Porcini's. Artherius, you're <coughs> continuing to argue with the drow. Look, sir, I can, take a I can take a patron complaint form and fill it out for you, but this really is enough of my time, and I can't spend the entire afternoon arguing with you over when Porcini will be back. I'm not asking for a complaint. I'm asking for a cure. Look, sir, 
There is no universal health care inside Benzobarazan. You're not the first coming in here asking for free medical care. Can I int intimidate him? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Go ahead and roll intimidation. I think this is the first roll of the uh, session here. Ooh, I rolled high. Oh, you rolled high? Uh... <laughs> mm. Oh, shit. <laughs> I wrote it at 13. 17. Yeah, you try and come in at him, and he's like, Sir, you think this is the first time someone's tried to intimidate me for meeting with porcinis? Please. His pastries are unbelievable. You see him growling like, like a tiger. Since he can cannot do anything else, he walks away. As Atherius walks back to a very um, spacey Inkra, we're going to cut to Abbott. Let's go. <laughs> Abbott, you and Hain start making your way as very carefully as you can through the different streets of Menzo Barazan, taking the back channels until you come to a huge tower. At the edge of the city, you see three separate structures that are just the epitome of opulence. One of them is one of these twisting towers that sits at impossible angles that you saw at your entrance into the city of spiders. There are these different rotating sections that come in and out of being connected with the building and otherwise are free-floating and only stay connected to the main structure at, at intervals. And at the very, very top of this spire, there is a tiny little room at the tower and Hain, casting, casting furtive glances around, points up to the top. There, Abbott. That's where we need to go. That's where they're holding Grumpf. I believe if we're lucky, he'll have the notes up there as well. But I, uh, here, follow me. I think this, yeah, this is it. This passage here should lead us up uh, over to the bakery. The main, yeah, okay, here we go. And she starts leading you towards the, it's kind of like the delivery section where a lot of the food is being carted into this huge school. And you see that this is the, well, for lack of a better term, this is kind of like the university where a lot of the different, uh, a lot of the youth are being trained up for what their roles will be in society here in Menzo Barazan. You are specifically being led up to the simula, the uh, sorcery which is where the male archmages of the drow city are being trained up. Next to this is the sections of the, uh, the academy where the priestesses of Loth, as well as the elite warriors are trained up as well. And all the different, a lot of the food that is being produced for the residents of these three academies are carted in through this area and as you kind of swim in between these orcs and the bugbears that are doing a lot of the heavy labor carrying and pushing these carts and barrels in between the the tunnels and the systems that bring in all these foods from the surrounding food production like a see like the lake has a very well-worn passage 
There's like an island where boats are being ferried in and out between this lake and this island and being led directly to this passageway that you are now crawling into. And as you guide your, as you're being guided down this tunnel, you come to a unassuming doorway where giving it a quick like secret knock, a little sliver of an opening and then uh, checking to see who you all are. It opens fully and another priestess of Loth in training admits you, Globogul, Rectavio, Globogal, and uh, and your guide, Hain, into this back area. Those two... <laughs> those two, uh, Hain and this other female drow, give each other a quick hug. And uh, Globogal is like, Oh, young, oh, these uh, young love buds, you love to see it. Ah, this is lovely. Uh, I don't know what love is. It's what I got. I say, remember that. Oh, you can't quote. You can't, you can't quote song. You can't just do that. You can't quote Sublime to me. All right. We have a quick moment here before heading upstairs. Do you guys, are you all ready? We're going to have to be quick. We have a, a narrow window as the change of the guard occurs here. Well, I feel like I could have probably just flown up there, but... This is way more more entertaining. Uh, all right, there are war, there are wards and and different security mechanisms that we'll have to be careful of. And I believe even on the outside, let's um let's play it safe. Here, follow me. And we'll take the path that we know as is best well traveled. I love traveling well. All right, so you all are going to be making your way up through these different series of of guarded centuries that are posted on these different um, levels and stairways, but you're essentially making your way up through the uh, like the I, I don't want to say the help, but like housekeeping. Housekeeping? Yes, and as you guys make your way up towards the top, I'm going to need stealth checks, please. Easy the best at south. There we go. What'd you roll? Ten. Ooh, well, that's pretty close. <laughs> that's what you guys, like, come uh, to a chamber, like, out of a stairway, and you barge like right out into the open and there's a elite drow warrior but he's just turned the other way and he doesn't see you as you all like slip into a side passage and continue on your way up it's a little narrow there's a few like hard stoppers but you guys do make your way all the way to the very top of this tower pausing for a moment at this wondrously arcane door that you can tell is very, very much locked tight. Hayden takes a, a moment and going through her notes, like flipping through her notebook, she takes out a single piece of paper, burns it, lights it on fire, and after uttering a few words of magic, you see the wards on the outside of the door, these different golden inlays begin to shift as the mechanical lock begins to swing open the door slides shut 
or no, slides open in front of you. The other one besides Judd. Okay. Coming in to this sanctum, you see a perfectly cylindrical room lined from top to bottom with books. Books, this is like Bell's Tower, just absolutely stacked with manuscripts, arcane tomes, different scrolls put into the holes in the wall. And there, in the middle of the room, is a desk behind which sits a smiling Grumpf Benry who grins from ear to ear. All right. Abbott mechanically marches up to him. Hello. I need your notes. Ah, and what do you need my notes for? I have, you know, I'm quite prolific. I have very many sets of notes. Which ones do you refer to, robotic man? All of them. Every single note. Ah, well. And he stands up from behind the desk, and he... He's just too tall... The shadow that he casts behind him seems to twist into some huge, broad-torsoed, winged figure. And he he crosses the distance between you and him, much like Krabby from Krabby Coffee. It's a blur, and all of a sudden he is face-to-face with you a few inches away. And this smiling face, these fangs, seem to elongate just for a second. Well, you might have to be a little more specific. I have so many notes for you to choose from. Okay, I guess Abbott can be a little bit more specific. Uh, I guess the notes pertaining to the... The thing we're trying to accomplish, which I... You know, I can't, for the life of me, think of what it is. So when the demons were originally, yep, burp, uh, ceiling, yep, seal, uh, ceiling. So when the notes, um, when the demons were originally summoned to the Underdark, they were done through a ritual performed by Grump Bunri, who sits before you. The Archmage of Menzo Barazan cast a spell at the behest of Loth, trying to bring... Well, actually, now that I think about it, I actually am not sure what the original original purpose of what Gromp was trying to do with all, um, with the ritual, but what ended up happening is Loth lied to him, and his ritual ended up bringing the demons of the different layers of the abyss to the Underdark, so Loth could expand her territory out into their domains as well. Ah, uh, okay. I need all your notes pertaining to your ritual that summoned all the demon lords to the Underdark. Sorry, looking for a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's okay. Gotta look for the thing. It's fine. Hey, we're looking for the thing over here. Forget about it. Oh.
At this point, Rictavio is on edge. You can see that he is very much... He's on guard. You see, like, his hand slowly move to his sword cane, and he is trying to catch your eye and and give you, like, a slow back-and-forth shake of his head. This room is beginning to breathe. It's twisting ever so slightly as you look around it. The books, some of them are beginning to get faces on them as if they're skinned in human flesh. Well, I suppose I might be able... What's what? I don't know what you mean. Now, as to your request, please, follow me. I believe what you're looking for is right over here. And he guides you to this long table set with different maps. This is clearly a cartographer station. You see, like, different tools for making circles, rulers, many different, like a sextant on it as well. Seems to be quite a few different tools on it. Very interesting setup you have here. Yes, thank you. I try to appreciate myself of the very finest instruments. And this, this was one of my greatest achievements. And to you, he places a hand out on top of a very fine, a very finely wrapped book. It's bound in the deepest red that you can imagine, and you're not sure whether it's, it seems to be leather, but you're not sure from what animal or creature it could have been taken from. The deep red is so dark, it's almost black, and it shines. And as he holds his hand to it, it wiggles beneath his fingers. This was one of my finest achievements. I was guided to it, you know. I was made to believe that this would be the key, not only to Menzo Barazan's future, but to my own advancement within the house and the city here. You can see... Well, you were definitely misguided in that. Indeed, I was. And you can see in the edges of his eyes a little twinkling, a glistening as tears begin to fall from the sides. Stop that. Stop crying. I just become overwhelmed with emotions whenever I think about my fall. Now here I am, trapped within this tower, unable to move within the city, without being a player as I was before. Yes, that is very sad indeed. You are very sad. Indeed, anyway, I am. man. May I have the book? It's right here, Abbott. Come and take it. The way you said that makes me feel that this is a trap. But going against my better judgment, I will take the book from you. And Abbott reaches out and grabs the book. You do you have wheel or do you have a wheel or legs? They're legs. 
You walk over to where Grump is, and each step you take, you feel it stretch into thousands of miles. The footsteps you take sink down into the carpet, up to your shins, up to your knees, making you have to suck them out of the mud. And as you sit face to face with Grump, his face, still smiling, stretches into something horrific before you. The drow, while tall, begins to grow even taller, up to some twelve feet as the broad torso extends into the body of a gargoyle. Huge wings stretch out on either side of him as the bat-like wings stretch the skin tightens around these powerful shoulders. It's hideous. It's beautiful. The muscles so defined of this demon lord before you. As the smiling face of Frazer Blue continues to grin at you, you see this huge trapezius and neck arc out as he squats down right in front of you. These huge whiskers on each side of the smiling face begin to reach out and caress your metal face. Go God damn, you are cut. Yeah, bro, I work out. Um, I I think we should go ahead and uh, retreat for now and come back with reinforcements, mate. Damn, dang, boss, this ain't no good. We gotta come back in. This is a bad. Let's get out of here. My prime directive is to get that book, and I shall not fail. Yes, we'll go on and take it then. Okay, I try to take the book. He snaps your arm like a twig. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, I should have <laughs> saw that coming. I mean, I mean, it was right there. I mean, let's be honest. Ow! I need you to make an intelligence saving throw, please. Easy. Let's go. I'm gonna luck that. I, I don't want. I don't want that as my. That's role. a good call. Let's go. Nat 20. Nat 20? Okay, yeah. You feel the madness of Frazer Blue seeping into your mind. As you reach out, you feel the pain of him squeezing your arm. In his whole hand, he just has your whole arm. And he's just going to like try and like shake you around like a ragdoll a little bit. But you're able to push off his... Okay, he did not roll a good strength... Uh... A strength check. Go ahead and make a strength saving throw as he's just going to try and throw you across the room a little bit. Ah, nine. He rolled a 12. Yeah, so you go Damn. sliding across the... Yeah, he rolled a three, but he's got a, a plus nine. Uh, you yeah. go sliding across the room and smash against the door that buckles inward. Ah, yes. Well, if you want these notes, you'll have to take them from me. I suggest you come prepared. And you see him shrink back into the form of a drow archmage. 
Grump Van Rie once again stands before you, but smiling. The same smile of the Demon Lord of Deception. Alright, I will come back. And next time I'll bring mustard. (laughs) And with that, Abbott makes his hasty retreat with his companions out of this tower of doom but before he goes he looks at the demon lord one last time and flips him the bird yeah take that absolutely the most disrespectful bird yeah take that you stupid son of a bitch you can go fuck yourself and Rictavio gives him the double bird, and uh, Globagool, like, forms a really shaky three-fingered hand and gives him the bird as well. <laughs> yeah, ah. forget about you, you guy. Fuck yeah. We got him, guys. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Let's go back to the group. All right, and I think that's as good a spot as any to take a five-minute break. Yeah, yeah break time. Mm-hmm. This is dope. Damn. I wonder what I could have done differently back there. Maybe I could have... Huh. You know, I'm not... now I'm thinking about it. I... I mean, could I possibly just, like, wish for, like, a copy of the notes? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but you'd be taking the risk of... That's true. A losing wish. That's true. That would that would not be so good. <laughs> oh, you okay? Yeah, I got a little bit of water down the wrong pipe. You know how it is. I forgot that I can roll a d6 for especially his skill. I always don't remember that I'm still a reborn and I can do this thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, Mr. DM. Are you... I don't know if you're there. Uh... He's He's not there, yeah. I I can... I can tell. This is what he is right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's him. Exactly. Damn, you know, honestly, I thought I was gonna, like, pull it off, but... I mean, yeah, that guy's a little too powerful. But don't worry, as soon as I get you guys back, I, we'll kill him. I mean... Probably. May I already... I, I already have the magic weapon that I, I want to have. Well, the the, uh, the only reason why I didn't uh, attack him was he probably had legendary resistances, you know? So all my magic was probably just going to bounce off of him. And, and also, either of the crew, we're more powerful when we are together. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Especially with that area. <laughs> I'm oh, going for new items, but upgrades for my current items. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, well, I have this magical icon that's going to be Coronor uh, Cycle. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know why, but you can summon the ancient blue dragon. Especially in the ancient blue dragon. Just in an ancient blue dragon, why don't you? <laughs> For one minute. <laughs> yeah. And as an action, you can cast a lightning bolt at 9th level spell to deal 14d6 lightning damage. Hey, hey Atheris, you probably don't want to drag on that out. You have sound effect as well. I like it. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, oh, Miss, Mr. Wookie, Mr. Mr. Guy. No. Uh, so, uh, I was wondering if I could get the robe of the Arch Magi. You know, I I have 25,000 gold Ooh, pieces thanks to all the... God. All, all, all oh, the I know pearls. that robe. Yeah, I, had a, I have like a fuck ton of pearls that I can trade for it. Do we have a discount? And look... If there's one thing goth people like, it is pearls. <laughs> I'm going to say tentatively yes, but I reserve the right to take it away. Yeah! Let's go! Yeah, baby! That's what I've been waiting for. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I should hope for a rare item. That this magical... It fits with my character, though. <laughs> it's um, a scepter. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just saying that that whole encounter was definitely a. <laughs> also, I, I'm doing item shopping as well, and I got my eyes on the wand of the war mage. Ooh. Just, just as if my spell attacks weren't already very strong. <laughs> That's Go one ahead. thing I love about Ingra, you know. Uh, whenever she gets her spells off, they're powerful. But she gets kicked around like a bean can when yeah. whenever she's not casting anything. Honestly, Ingrid, everything is nightmare fuel with your character. I'm just, I'm, I, your character is a nightmare. That's and why. She's just like, you know, this is what I get for praying. Yeah. So yeah. So I went to nightmare fuel and I just put just any Ingra yeah, RP. Yeah. She's been turned to stone. Throwing up multiple cliffs. <laughs> she got stinged by fi- by lava. Yes. Had Thanks. spiders crawling out of her throat. Puked up webs. <laughs> and I mean, like, that was all within a week, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, hey, Lord giveth, Lord taketh. <laughs> yeah, Lord say... taketh. Lots taketh. Yeah. Gonna say tentative approval on the Wand of the War. Um... Wand of the War Mage, and yep, cool. yeah. All right. Um, are we are we up with our? Is that the break time, Mister DM? Give me like thirty more seconds. I'm trying to make me some tea. Some tea. What kind of tea? Earl Grey. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm going with the black razor instead. A Pepper black man. razor. <laughs> yes. You're just gonna like cut a lot of things. Devour soul, have the ace spell once per day, dealing, uh, what is it? Uh, oh. I think a magic, a magic, uh, spell in D&D could be good is, uh, existential dread beam. 
you know? You, <laughs> you just you just hit somebody with existential dread and they just are useless for the rest of the fight because they know that they're just an insignificant speck in a whole vast universe. A uh, wand yeah. of ennui. <laughs> they would, yeah, they're just like, oh god, I don't matter. I don't, I just don't. I wasted my whole life. Oh my and, god, uh, I could be so much farther ahead than I am. In the Delta Green campaign, I had a mad scientist make a machine that would show the people. It was like a rip out of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where it'd show people their exact relation to the rest of the universe and, and therefore like how important they were in comparison. And so like most people were insignificant, right? But much like Zaphod Beetlebrox, like one of the players was like, created the universe like he was created in a pocket dimension so he was like the center of the universe and the most important thing in relation to the universe <laughs> that's awesome the universe literally revolves around them what a mm. fucking ego boost mm -hmm. could you imagine being told the, the whole universe depends on you bro I would literally be like alright that's it um I guess everybody's kind of my, my, you know, my servant now. <sighs> Whoops. It's not going to be yeah. good for my narcissism. Oh, no. Oh, oh God, my ego. I could barely take it. I, I'm already smoking hot. Now this? <laughs> um. So I just wanted to add, as Abbott walks back, an, ex an, an existential dread hangs over him because he couldn't comp really complete his task set out for him. And as a machine designated at by doing tasks, he feels complicated about it, the whole endeavor and doesn't really know what to think. No, change my mind. I'm going to have the Ragdos right knife. Oh, a knife? Yeah, a dagger. Oh, is it a dagger or a knife, Aetherius? I mean, come on. Mm. Two wives. I thought, I thought you meant two knives. You know, this is actually pretty great. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I can still have my rapier in the right hand <laughs> and the and the dagger on my other hands. I think I'm going to go with that. The scepter. I thought it was a sight. A scepter, not a scepter. Misconception here. Sarnarectus. All right, well, let's... Continue on our way to the group, which now I'm realizing I don't really know where they are. Hain, communicating with her mother, guides you back over to Porcini's, where you all rendezvous and doing what you do at Porcini's. Yeah, you guys go ahead and take a moment. If you'd like, you can take a short or long rest. There is a pair of eyes on you, and some of you can feel them. Staring you down, and maybe, uh, not sure who it is. Maybe if you look around, I don't know. Um, as Abbott reconvenes with the group, he is kind of hanging back quieter than usual, not making his fantastically witty remarks, you know, as usual, I'd say. Yeah, yeah so uh, we went over to the tower there. We tried to get the notes. Didn't work out so good. You know, we tried. We did our best. There is uh, something up with that Archmage. You know, uh, he's not like Archmage and like the rest of the Archmages around here. How do you mean? They turned into like this big old goggle demon guy. He's, uh, he's concerned. We had to get out of there. 
Hmm. What is your character name being? Uh, I don't remember. Hey, okay. What? You forgot about old Glabagool? Hey, you don't forget about this guy. <laughs> Glabagool. Every time I hear his name, it just gets better. <laughs> you know. Wow, you know, now that you mention it, Abbott does sound just like a, a bot. That's that's actually quite clever. <laughs> <laughs> I sincerely did, sincerely did not mean that. that. That's crazy. Okay. It works on three levels because he's a... Uh, wait, is he a healer? He is a, a cleric, right? Uh, he's a divine soul sorcerer. No. Kind of a healer. Can, a healer light. He, yeah, yeah, he can heal with the best of them, but mostly he just deals damage like a cleric. So another demon lord, city disguising themselves as a drought watchmage, regarding the notes that we need. Lord, I almost mission for us. I almost had him in my hand. Well, why don't we pay him in a visit? Don't you think about? I'm sorry, everybody, for failing you. For the sake of me, say we should wait for I, give it time to items that might need to be enchanted or acquired can be done. So I agree. That is probably for the best. Yes, I'd like to deal with this demon expediently. Being more prepared couldn't hurt. Yeah, and let Gilmore come through on a couple of these magic items. Absolutely a good idea. And as you guys discuss your bundle strategy, heading back over and fuck up that Frozer Blue and getting them notes, uh, like a big old meat slab at the bar is casting you guys like glances, and he's not being too subtle about it. He rolled quite low. Meat slab? He's a chunky a big, boy. Yeah, He's a beefy. A big, big buffy buff guy. What kind of... What's his race? Yeah, I mean, what kind of meat are we talking about here? Are we talking medium rare? Is he dark meat or light meat? Oh, <laughs> oh Laria. Oh, boy. No. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, oh. Hey, oh. I don't guess Oh. Uh, this guy. Wafangul. You see him? He is a dragonborn, carried a massive Tetsubo on his back. Oh. Tenthor? Hey, uh, Laria, what's up, guys? Good to see you. What are you doing here? Preparing to summon and destroy the final demon lord. Well, what we thought was the final demon lord. God, just kidding. Of course I knew you were here. Hey, um... Uh, and he leans in a little bit. Oh, Vizoran sent me. He's got something for you guys and uh, wants me to take you out into the uh, outskirts here so he can pass it off to you. All right. Well, why not just give it to us here? Because he doesn't like to come into the city. He was exiled. Look, he can make it into the dark domain, but he's not supposed to come back within the city. It could be a real problem for him. Couldn't he have just passed it to you to pass to us? 
the. Um, Look, see. guys, that would be too. That would be too simple. Yeah, he just rolled really low on his intelligence checks. He's clearly blowing his mind. Um, look, I, you know, now that you say that, that would have been a great idea, especially since I'm already here. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you wouldn't mind, it, it seemed pretty important to him. Very well. Not like we're doing anything else but waiting. Very good. You guys pay for your drinks. You... Sedan up, start making your way outside of Porcini's and heading back through Menzo Barazan. Zora fending off the different challengers of drow that have come and step to you. You even get a few giant spiders that start to follow you along the the roofs of these giant uh, of these buildings that you pass below. Anytime Ingress sees a spider, she just gives a firm no. No. That's troubling because as you walk, you, <laughs> as all the rest of you like are going around through this uh, these streets, you notice at the foot of Ingra, there is a pack of spiders following her wherever she goes, and they like part ways for each one of her footsteps. But like she's completely surrounded by this black carpet of spiders. Ingra, mind telling us about your new friends I'd love to really if I could understand what what the hell is going on with me but uh guess guess guess, maybe I left something in the bottom of my bag that they're following I don't know Um, from what I understand best not to piss off the goddess of spiders too much or you'll end up with uh, one of those as your lower half Oh, cool, cool, cool. As if my week couldn't get any better. No pressure. I'm sorry this is causing you so much distress, Ingra. I think we're a little well past distress and more abject terror, but I'm just kind of trucking along, you know, haha, <laughs> little Ingra, little, <laughs> little dwarf. You know, just uh, keep trucking along. No matter, you know, temple gets burnt down. You go, you get kind of swept up in a giant escapade to kill a bunch of demons. You just kind of go along with it. Uh-huh. Ingra, if I could take these spiders away from you, I would. But we must stay strong. And I know you are the, you are the strongest out of all of us. Never a truer friend than Ingra Ashfire. Uh, Alaria's gonna try to stab one of those spiders. <laughs> as soon as you stab it, you uh, actually make a um, make an attack roll. Okay. Just, yeah, just as technicality. Yeah, it's 27. You skewer one, and as you bring it up, tip of your sword, three four drow all like turn their heads towards you and then point and you see three like drow elite drow warriors start coming towards you and immediately like zora puts her hand to her face and starts like pulling her eyebrows like that gives you the temple the temple scrunch and she like starts diving into a sprint and she is beckoning all of you to follow her immediately so this doesn't turn into a full on row shit 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 oops <laughs> what'd you go and do that for 
You said that were causing you distress, so I was going to see if I could take Yes, but this is causing me more distress! Halt! You have to face the likeness of Loth! <laughs> Shit. Fuck you! <laughs> you will be sacrificed as examples! Stay put! Fuck you! They're my bestie, fuck you! Okay, they're gonna be on you, okay? Uh, I'm gonna need athletics rolls from everyone as you try and outrun these drow. They rolled a 12, so depending on um, group success above or below 12, we're going to see if they uh, they catch up with y'all. I'm just going to grab in, and just take off running. <laughs> uh, that is a 18. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Aluria. That's a 17. Nope. Aluria, how are you getting tw 29? Oh my God. 11. Eleven. All right. So it's three success and a failure. You guys peel off and make your way into the dark domain. Oh, I see. You actually rolled a twenty. Okay, I see. I'm sorry. No problem. You easily outrun these drow, peeling off into one of these side tunnels. You descend into this network of deep, dark intrigue. The dark domain are these series of mazes, a maze-like network of tunnels that shroud the city of Menso Barazam, where dark dealings, backhanded deals go on amongst the different houses, and into it is what you descend into. Passing through these different escaped slaves, homeless slaves that are cast off from their work or hiding out, you pass beneath these, like, carved out hovels within these holes. Different shrouded figures disappear around corners as you blunder your way through. And out in front, Zora and Denthalor guide the way towards eventually past these different twists and turns that just delve back and arc back through these different passageways. You arrive eventually at this carved out chamber. On one side, you see about five bedraggled male drow sitting closely whispering to each other, and on the other, emerging out of the Feyre's rest, the mists that cling to them as they walk towards you, the hooded form of Vizrandavir emerges, pulling back their hood. He grins at you all. Not a grin of satisfaction, but huh, achievement. He's glad things are progressing and that he has completed the talisman. And as he reaches into one of his robes, one into his sleeves of his robes, he pulls forth an artifact. Aterius tries to identify this artifact. The hooded figure, he approaches on gliding footsteps, covering the distance, the white hair spilling around his, his shrouded face. He beckons you surreptitiously. Arthurius, as you approach him, you start analyzing this artifact as he addresses you. It is done. And from within this deep mauve velvet pouch, he produces a black stone heart. And as he passes it into your hand, your paw, you feel the wet rock pulse, the beat of a heart through its corded veins and twisted tissue. 
place the dark heart inside Gromp's sorcery, from which the ritual was cast. It will act as a beacon, drawing the remaining demons from the city into this area, where they can be weakened, and we can banish them back to the abyss. Contact me once you have his notes. It proves slightly more complicated than initially figured. Yeah, we might need some help with uh, those notes. What is it this time? It seems that Grumpf is either having been replaced or has always been a under the facade of a drow when he's actually a demon lord. <sighs> I wish I could say I was surprised. That fool's machinations were always bound to be his end. In any case, it does not alter our plan. Retrieve his notes, destroy anything that would get in our way, and place the heart within his sanctum. It will draw the remaining demonic forces into the city, and from there we can complete the reversal of the ritual. Alright. Oh, and uh, before you go, um, spiders, um, they seem to really like me. Should I be worried about that? Sounds like a you problem, friend. God damn it. No one is of any help anymore. Don't, don't you know your own people's culture? I know that love has been a deteriorate has been a negative, deleterious influence on the drow civilization for, th- for centuries. Yeah, I but will s- it be a deleterious effect on Ingra civilization? Undoubtedly, Ingra. Oh, great. Uh, that... Mm. <laughs> okay. Oh, it just gets better and better. Without another word, the Archmage retreats back within the Ferris rest, disappearing into the mists. This could have been just a letter. Like, honestly, we didn't even have to meet up with him. At this point, you overhear the group of male drow, the words, well, like one of them, a short, ugly twink, he is elevating his voice and it's carrying across <laughs> the chamber. That's my and time. It, it, <laughs> and it's super aggro. You are like, you're just making out what he's saying and you're already annoyed. Women are possessions. And the more you can submit them to your will, it is a physical manifestation of your male prowess. A woman, as to us, is meant to serve our whims. It is us, their, it's their wifely duties to serve us. Her body and her reproductive health cares are mechanisms that we'll control as levers of domination. It will sexually excite us. These were the secrets taught to me by the peak of Wudan, where uh, for five millennia I trained in the forest of combat, honing the edges of my deadly martial prowess. Follow me, my fellow alphas, and I shall show you the way. I will guide the drow civilization into a glorious new patriarchy where women are know their place. 
They will bend to our will, and we will speak when they will speak when they're spoken to, and most importantly, no abortions. And they all chorus back, no abortions. Come, like brothers. <laughs> I'm gonna vomit so many spiders on that guy. <laughs> and Learn so many. At the ears, I approached a guy. He's in the Gloria's gonna grab your arm. I've already you want to life. see how quickly they get stomped down by these women. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, wait, wait. Like that plan. Wait for it. I like exactly how Laria knows me too well. You called exactly where this is going. Come, Not brothers. Learn how to dominate the flow of energy, absorbing it into a ball of pure liquid lightning that explodes through all around you. Pull that electricity within yourself and submit it to your will. Bursting through the doorways and the side passageways, a torrent of smoke. The air is filled with the surprised cry and the torrents of gags as tentacle rods plunge their sinewy strands down the throats of the male drow. Bold, strong priestesses of Loth stride through the secret gathering, thrusting tentacles into each of the male mal- male drow's Ugh. mouths, deep-throating them in illegal chokeholds. This is an illegal meeting of domestic terrorists, and you will receive the full punishment under the law. Loth has decreed all seditious men be tortured, penetrated, and summarily Ooh. sacrificed to the sacred to the spider queen. Now, Ooh, let's go, Loth! Yeah! Oh I mean, yeah, go, girl, but like, penetrated and then sacrificed? Like, that's just a normal Saturday. Get these filthy pieces of shit out of my sight. The twink men are hauled up by their Amazonian counterparts, already butthurt at their pending doom. When Denthalor... And they're going to be further butthurt, am I right? Waka waka. God damn it. (laughs) Denthalor has a... 500 yards stare as he walks directly to at directly to the leader Drandrew Tate <laughs> Andrew Tate wow <laughs> there's a moment of confusion as he squirms on the ground wrapped in tentacles that pump in his gagged throat and you see a seam rip through Denthalor from stem to stern tearing the dragonborn in half, opening a maw of teeth. He kneeled teabags the drow before crushing his head within the rows of teeth. There's... It's... Even though I'm a... I'm a... cleric, uh, my character will not guide him into the goddamn way. Man, is that in the module? <laughs> uh, are what? What did Denthlor just do? He just ripped in Hopin into like two pieces and mouth teabagged this guy. Taint's body is convulsing as the Dragonborn's limbs morph into wet eyeball tentacles erupting through the surrounding drow. 
passing through each one, pausing for just a moment until their body's absorbed into a mass of tentacles that spears the next one through each one, twisting their bodies into new fleshy spears that impale those next to them. In a heartbeat, the front half of this chamber is a wailing, twisting mass of interconnected meat that shifts with hideous hooves, mouthed gnawing of oozing eyes. The remaining drow lucky enough to dodge, scrabble away from the advancing flesh blob as it grasps out to absorb them before <laughs> contracting back into Denthalor. He is a sickly, staffed grin on his face. You see it shift. For a second, the drow's feature of Grandru Tate appear before. <sighs> disappearing back into the dragonborns and i'm gonna need initiative please oh we're fighting okay. yeah. oh shit yeah. oh. Already drawing oh, no. my i don't like that we're fighting this oh no like, i know we had a huge sense of like wait no we're woke we're woke <laughs> <laughs> That's not normal. You don't spit out gibbering other tentacles. The priestesses <laughs> of Loth that are still alive are already retreating with their captives. They're they gone. This is just Denthlord left, and he is a uh, wiggling mass of dragonborn. Yeah, something ain't right. That ain't Denthlord. Yeah. Do we have a Do we have a map for this? Yeah. Hold on. I only have one external monitor and I have to unplug that cord and Wait a second, uh, which one was Deathlore again? Deathlore was the dragonborn that threw Yenugu off the uh, clip. Uh, it's here for like one session while you guys were here. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. He was one of the originals with me, but uh, he is since... So you, well, it's, it's sad that he's attacking us. But... I don't think it's actually Deathlore. Oh, it's like a, like a vision... <laughs> Big shock! I don't think this guy is what we think he is. <laughs> Nothing down here makes sense. And I, and the I, player, I have an idea of what it is, but character is not going to say anything. <laughs> uh, this is just crazy, dude. I mean, you think the game's gonna zag and it zigs? Oh damn! If you'd be so kind as to place yourselves on the map, please. Where are we? Uh, I'd say in the same place as this uh, Dragonborn fellow. Oh, damn, we're oh, big. Shit. Damn it. Was it? That can mean Why, Why are they so big? God yeah. damn, that ass can fart. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, we're just massive. Girl power. Girl power, for real. <laughs> I just, I love, I love women, you know, in, in, uh, in this session, you know, so much power behind them. I love women's rights and wrongs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're, we're talking about women's rights. How about we talk about women's wrongs? Yeah. All right. See all of yeah, these right? drow get slurped up into this flesh mass that morphs back into death floor. Ugh, death floor. Oh. Just one guy. I mean, I'm sure we could probably take him. In a fight, in a a fight, right? We could take him in a fight, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
using no. dental or stat block, it's gonna be uh, tough. DM, that will be a 15 for me for the initiative. Thank you. He's a fighter, pure. He's gonna have three attacks with two action surges and three indomitables. If he is actually Dengar stat block, but I don't know. Hilaria, you will. Wait, that's an athletics check. Oh, wait, no, that is initiative, right? Yeah. Come here. Yeah. There's gonna be Hilaria going first. With a 10? Am I not in the right place? Am I not scrolled uh, down? Probably oh, not. there you are. Really? Thank you. Looks that's like Cozy. Looks like Cozy. Yeah, 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 Ingra. Ingra. What did uh, Ethereum get? I get a 15. So that's gonna be uh, Cozy. Ooh. Ingra, Ethereus, oh. Abbott, and then Valeria. For our group. Not know where Death War fits in that. Wait, I am so dumb. I actually got 14 on my initiative. I thought it was an 18, but it was a 13. Uh, then I guess Aetherius goes first. Aetherius right? is first. I am so dumb. You are. I'm just kidding. Yeah. You're good. Aetherius, you're up first. Alright. Yes, um. Uh, prepare my uh, ability to go uh, to be into a goddamn. Uh, Ghost, Ghost Walk, bonus action. You can only do that once per long rest. Yep. Exactly. Maybe save that for when we fight the demon. I guess we're going to be long resting between here and now, so go ahead. Alright. And let's attack him. Uh, how much far I can go? Yeah. I guess I can go next to him, over there. 40 feet of movement because he started within 10 feet of me. That was 25. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Okay. Uh... Mm, I said I fly 10 feet above him, above, well, 5 feet above him. And let's make some decks. Well, one, one attack. Where is my D? There is. Alright. Let's see what you got. What? That will be a 31 to hit. 31 hits. Alright. Does he have a weapon in his hand? Yeah, he's got this big ass hammer. Alright. I will try to disarm him. And he has to make. Uh, it has to make me a, a strength saving tool 19. Can be on DM. I rolled pretty low. That's gonna be an A. Alright. Uh, he is disarmed, so he doesn't have his uh, weapon in his hand, and I will I will stack my 
I didn't ignite my flame tome yet, so I will just do uh, the boomy blade. And I don't think I have a advantage or anything, so no sneak attack. So, only 3d8 plus. Well, one need more, and another d8. First, two d6, and no, 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 no. I think that's gonna be a beautiful damage. Let me see. Oh, that is all I can do. Alright, I'm gonna roll damage. Alright, that will be 16, 20, 25. So, 25 plus 5, 30. So, let's say 13% damage and. 12, 17 thunder um, damage. 30 total? 30 total, yeah. And uh, can I toss his, uh, his weapon away? <laughs> Do you and have life. another action to throw his weapon away? Oh, it is an action? Okay, never mind. Just optic interaction to kick it. Yeah, I damn it, the reaction. Is it at all? Give me a... Give me a dexterity. Uh, not a dexterity. Give me an acrobatics check, because you kind of just try and kung fu kick. Okay. That is a natural 20. <laughs> Absolutely. You send this massive Tetsubo skittering across the room as you kind of football punt it. Let's see. It goes about... Uh, yeah. Give it about... Kind of far away. Yeah, natural 20. Yeah, I'll say 30 feet. All right. 30 feet away. He has no weapon in hand. That's good. Because his Tetsubo functions similarly offhand lock sword where you can just shoot acid. Yeah, but that's okay. But now he doesn't yeah. have he just has his tentacles. Yeah. So that's going to be the end of my turn. Legendary action! I need each of you to make intelligence saving throws as you feel a whine Beep. pierce through your brains. Oh boy, okay. Have it in go and get a plus four. Oof. That is a twelve. I got a five. Is that with the plus four? Yeah. Oh. Yikes. Oh actually you... no wait. That would be a six, because I have one to intelligence. But it's uh, still uh, in that one. Uh an area. Got a nineteen. Alaria, you're the only one that saves. Oh, oh boy! Oh, that's a 
that's not good. The rest of you are all stunned as you feel the psionic blast rip through your minds. Oh, wait, uh, GM, I actually didn't roll anything. Well, you better roll quick or else you're going to get stunned, bro. Okay, and it's an intelligence save? Intelligence saving throw. Natural 20, baby. Ooh, Avarian Abbott, you pull through this mental blast. The mind blast. That's going to be 5d8. I don't even have 5d8. Oh my god. 4, 10, 15, 19, 25, plus 5, 30 psychic damage to everybody that failed, and you're stunned, and Alaria and... Abbott, each of you will take 15. What kind of damage? Psychic? Psychic damage. damage. Yes, so this isn't even magic or anything, right? Mind blast. This is an ability. Wow. That's That's deep. Dumber game. Very useful. That's gonna bring us on over to Ingra's turn. Ingra? Yeah. Make an intelligence saving throw as you try and rip yourself out of the stun. That is a 15. 15 fails. You still feel yourself at the end of your turn. That'd be more Abbott. But yeah, you're still glitching. At the end of your turn, you are able to pull through it. I'm going to allow everybody to get an intelligence saving throw at the beginning of their turn so they can take their turn. But you're going to go ahead and lose that turn. Oh, man. Abbott, your go. All right. This will be so much fun. I cast... As a bonus action, mind you. I cast... Legendary Resistance. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting that out of myself. <laughs> Damn, you can't just Legendary Resistance out of anything. So, this is what happened to Demphalor. For the entire module, he's been getting followed by this Oblex, which absorbed his sister and was kind of like a horrific tentacle monster. And then the Oblex was following the party. And then... Yep. Because every other time he wasn't alone. Yep, he got... He was uh, absorbed by the Oblex. And as the Oblex was following the party, he found that an elder bitch was following the party. And then he ate that. And so now you all are doing battle with a elder brain lich Oblex no. barbar- uh, fighter. No, no. And what, oh. what are these things? What are these things? Is it, is it because we didn't kill the elder bitches phylactery? Yes. God damn, I even I even mentioned something and we're like, nah, it's fine. Orcus is right there. Oh, it'll never so, become a problem. Uh, what is uh, What are these things? Those are the priestesses of uh, Loth and the, the drow uh, rangers that came and... We're breaking up this surreptitious meeting of these male drow. 
who are going to institute a patriarchy and uh, overthrow okay. the overthrow right. the order, and they're all getting Insults. the fuck out of there. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> it's still just the one guy, but he's like really crazy. Okay. You got he's all the tentacles. Then, um, I will cast. Does that mean it's a chromatic like the elder bitch? Yes, because there are two different kinds of dragonborn in there. Two. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move. Uh, I'm gonna move close to yep. Ingra, and then I'm going to cast Globe of Invulnerability. Ooh! And I'm gonna cast it at spells. Yeah, but you know, I feel like you know this constitutes a spelly thing. And if it doesn't, it's fine. It's just extra protection. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ca- I'm gonna cast it at let's say eighth level. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And now it's just it's there now. So take that. Bogey bogey. I'm not sure what that does. So we'll get to there when we get to there. Okay. Um. Yeah. Basically, any spell of eighth level or lower is going to be just nulled by whoever. Wow. So, yeah, that's basically what it does. But it's, that's pretty much all it does. Physical yeah. attacks will just go right through still. Yeah, but I mean, like, what, what are the chances that, like, a physical attack's ever going to come towards us? <laughs> <laughs> what, um... um that, was a, that was bonus action, because I have the... I just used my special wow. points to bonus action that. Go... You have 18 points too, yeah. Well, let's see here. You could twin spell two ninth levels. (laughs) Uh, I mean, technically, I could, but that would. Yeah. Uh, um... (laughs) Okay, so I'm gonna cast since I can only cast a uh, cantrip. I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast. Eldritch uh, Blast. Uh, four beams at the, the guy. This guy. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's let's get a roll in. It is... I don't know how to... Okay. Okay, here we go. So, okay, there's one... I guess I'll just do it four times. Three. Four. Okay, so I got a 14, 17, 27, and a 25. Any of those hit? 27 will hit. 25 will hit. Great. 17. Yeah, 17. Loading. Uh, 17 hits as well. All right. Then I present to you... A sixteen damage. And sixteen. That's gonna, yeah. Eldritch damage. What kind of damage? <laughs> Eldritch damage. Oh uh, yeah, forest damage. Forest damage. Understood. Yeah. I've got uh, it. Yes. The classic damage type: Eldritch damage. Day, come on. Yeah. Come All on. right. That's that's the end of my turn. 
My favorite damage type, spooky. Spooky! <laughs> My favorite type of damage, damage shame. <laughs> shame damage. That's all vicious mockery does. Shame. <laughs> all right, that's the end of my turn. So uh, I guess it's up to big beefy Alaria, big big mommy Alaria. <laughs> all right, Alaria, your move. Don't call her that. I'm sorry, she's crazy. <laughs> she's cracked, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Only one person gets to call me mommy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who that could be. I'd have no recollection. Anyway, I'm going to use my free action to haste. Oh shit. Here. <laughs> Fucking flanking. But he's stunned, so not technically flanking yet. As you go to start cutting into Dump Floor, he like turns, but without turning, like his form oh. morphs, like the like just starts shifting until he's facing you. Gross. Alaria, just... you wouldn't hurt an old friend, would you? Wait, I'm in here. You gotta save me. <laughs> Dirty trick, man. It's crazy. I did anymore, but nice try. I remember this trick. I'm gonna slice through. Let's see. Using action, bonus action, hasted action. That'll be two, three, four attacks. Three with Dawnbringer. One. Jeez. His face splits <laughs> open like the Demogorgon in Stranger Things, where it's like does the flower four mouths thing. <laughs> so I'm going to start with distracting strike. And my D superiority die are D10s now, so let's go. Let's go! Lex is Undead Fiend? Question mark? Yes, definitely Lich. Definitely. Oh, yeah, I forgot the Lich was in there. Deep. Yeah. Okay. So, I uh, have advantage yet. So I'll just roll my three to hits with Dawnbringer. Two, three, 32, 23, 33. All those hit. So the first one is going to be distracting strike. And then I'm going to do lunging attack and then goading attack. Oh. So I can add a superiority die. And then I'm going to, on the first one, add a level two divine smite. Just for the first one. Not great damage. Ooh. Which I wanted to get upgrade to the Ascendant Dragon's Wrath longsword, but we're not there yet, so I do believe Gilmore can make that happen for you. Pretty quick change since that's not a crit. Just 
add a D6 there, and a magic bonus there. Awakened. It's not a drastic upgrade, but it's enough. So that's going to be a 33 to hit. 33 hits. That is going to be this damage. Then you'll need to make a wisdom save. Not bad. Not bad. That's going to be 16. I believe. That is not bad. So he now has disadvantage to hit anyone but me. So for those that are stunned, it'll be a flat roll. Got it. Disadvantage on everyone else. Hasted actions? I already did hasted actions. I'm just adding up damage right now. Thank you. So let's see. Do I? Okay. So before I action start, I will tell you I did 142 damage. How's he looking? He looks like you cut a bunch of slices into him, but they're kind of like morphing back up and and sewing themselves back together with cartilage. He has a little bit more than Denthalore stacked HP. God, Denthalore had so much health. Yeah, he has okay. got a lot of health. I'm going to action surge. Action surge. I'm just going all out. I'm going to use all of my inferiority dice. This would be two more lunging attacks. Actually, no, I'm going to save one. Uh, but I can use. Angry, I'm getting a little feedback on you. Thank you. I'm going to go ahead and use two level one divine smites. It's just a miniature hair hair dryer DM. It's a 31 <laughs> and a 29 to hit. 31 hits, 29 hits. Yeah, I'm just matching Gilmore going through Atherius' fur and giving him brushies and hair drying him. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be fluffy, okay? Gotta give him some fluff. Yeah, you did. Thank you. So it'll be 71 more damage. <laughs> yeah. You, you definitely cut Dendalore all the way in half in his two halves. He, he, like, has to do the waddle where he's on his arms and holding himself up, and he jumps back onto his legs and, like, twists them back into place before standing back up. And then I'll use my Channel Divinity pure, uh, Inspiring Smite to give 2d8 plus level chosen creature. So I'm going to level 2d8. That'd be 15. Damn, okay. Plus level in this class would be 8. That'd be 23 HP that I can give to my three friends in temp HP. Uh, uh, 
So everybody will get seven temp HP, and I'll take one. Make it even. Okay. okay. Seven temp HP. Just for smiting. Seventeen or seven? Seven. And that is the end of my turn. Okay. That's going to bring us to Denthlor's turn. Bring it on, Bucko. Google in a spell, spell it in Google. Okay. I imagine he doesn't have his sword to attack. Mm -hmm. This is going to be an important roll. I'm going to go ahead and roll a d4 in the chat so you guys don't know I'm not a cheating little motherfucking bitch ass DM. Ooh, oh, that was a good roll. No, no. Okay. 10th floor disappears. Uh, uh, mm. Yeah, I should have been inside of him. Let's move him. Oh, he there. moves. Oh, isn't a shameless fool. He has to take thunder damage. Let's see. Yeah, thunder damage. Did you, did you successfully? You did it successfully attacking the booming blade, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, go ahead and um, go ahead and roll that damage. Thirteen, sixteen, nineteen more thunder damage. And who was number three? I think three was to decide what ability to use. Yeah. His ability? Mm -hmm. okay. Ability of this creature is. Yeah, what was it? Ooplex um, and Malcolm. Okay, oh, friends, friends don't call friends a monster. Or Ooplex uh, and Malcolm. <laughs> He's an Ooplex that's eaten a bunch of things. All the things. Wow. Just, just when you think racism ended. <laughs> oh damn! Man, Alaria is confirmed ublexist. What was that damage on the booming blade move? Um, nineteen. Got it. All right. He doesn't take damage? Okay. <laughs> no, he definitely did. You didn't see him take damage, but he did. Okay. I was like, what? what is the 10d4? <laughs> and I've heard, heard it. Potion. Potion. Okay. Is he drinking his dragon's blood? 
Oh, that's a good idea. God damn it, I should have kept my mouth shut. Like we said, don't give ideas to DM. I thought he already remembered. <laughs> Whoops. Getting working the night shift, my brain's pretty much mush. Okay. Laria. Mm -hmm. What's up? Not you have a reaction to opportunity attack. Depends on if he ran or if he teleported. What did he do, DM? Time stop. Oh, he time stopped, did he? Okay. Well, DM, I, I don't think I have to tell you that I'm, I'm gonna have to, you know, counterspell. You're gonna counterspell time stop? How dare you! Yeah. How dare you, sir? Yeah. <laughs> All right, he's gonna counterspell your counterspell. Oh! You can't it, counter. You it, can't counterspell a counterspell. He That's has this reaction. That's yeah. cheating. We're going high level here, friend. There's uh, one more. There's one more thing you could do on top of this stack that I've seen. Ah, uh, God, what did that fucking bitch Marisha Ray do? She, like, okay, so there's, like, a double stack of counterspell, and then she, like, withering words or something. It was, like, the one where you uh, make some silvery barbs. Yeah, she silvery barbs someone's counterspell stack. That was fucking elite level play. Silvery barbs is great. Oh. But, okay, at what level are you casting a uh, counterspell at there, um, Abbott? Well, now that you said that, jeez. I'm going to be casting at high level. So you know. Time stop, I believe, is my thing. You know what? Counterspell works on any level spell. I just have to roll high enough. Yeah. So I will. But if he casts counterspell, then yours is automatically... Nah, it's fine. Okay. So let's see. DC equals 10 plus the level spell, so I just have to beat a 19. Yeah. This will be easy. And it's a D20 plus your spell casting modifier. Spell costing modifier. Let's see. Plus 3. Alright. Here I go, DM. The ultimate counter spell. 16. 3, 2, 1. Oh! oh. I'll use Lucky. Let's do it again. Wish me luck, guys. Three, two, one. Oh. Boom. Okay. Well, that failed. Well. Yeah, he's casting it at sixth level, so it's fine. it's a high. It's high. At least, he, I mean, at least with time stop, he can't really attack us, or else the time stop ends. So. Right. He just gets to do a bunch of free shit. Um. Wait, wait a second. Uh, Being you're casting it that ninth level spell, or no? I, it was just I just cast it at regular level. Ah, uh, okay. I tried to beat the uh, beat it. If only I cast Globe of Invulnerability at ninth level, then I wouldn't be affected by time stuff. 
but it's fine. So go ahead, stop time, whatever. Get your D4 rounds. Having to be careful. I've got four rounds. I know what two of them did. Ate a potion. Casted that spell. Ooh, casted a spell. I don't like. I don't like it when you cast spells. Oh fuck! I could have used favored by the gods to give me a a plus. Okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. I ain't mad. Just counter spell the counter spell anyway, I guess. Hopefully. Gotta remember the elder bitches in there. Yeah. Laria, what are you thinking? So these four turns are gonna go by. Mm-hmm. He casts time stop. Time stops. The four turns go by, and then does he get a fifth turn on top of that? Or does the end of the fourth turn of time stop go by and then it's the end of his turn I believe it would be the end of his turn after the fourth one I think you're right okay alright he's gonna go with that as the third so well, what's the turn order again it's it's everybody it's... and then death lord is the last he rolled the a two on his initiative Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. Ooh, that's nasty. That's fucking nasty. Okay. So, here's what happens. Death Lord reappears directly next to... Ingra. Uh, no. Don't you just see... Ingra. Pop. He has his Tetsubo in his hand. And he's looking at you, and he looks down at his Tetsubo, and then he looks at you, and he's tapping his head, and he's pointing at your head, and then he's kind of holding the Tetsubo up, and then he's going to start smacking the shit out of you in a second. <laughs> he smacks you. He's lining up the tea. Yeah, yeah, that's With absolutely... a giant, very long, spiked bat. <laughs> oh, he, he's Babe Ruthing you right now with your head. Then you feel the world start to shake around you. And as the earthquake settles in, you feel gravity reverse. Oh, reverse gravity. That's going to do it. So, Ingra and Abbott, you both feel yourselves pulled up Uh. instead of down, along with a whole shitload of rubble rumbling all around you as you guys are dragged up towards the ceiling. Oh, the club of vulnerability would block it. Globe of Invulnerability would block the reverse gravity? Yes. It's a spell, man. It is a... Uh, um, so all through Menzo Barazan, the drow have made a precaution by enchanting the entire place with reverse mm. gravity. So any kind of earthquake spell that was cast, it reverses the earthquake to drag up instead of down. So is an environmental enchantment going to be protected by the globe of invulnerability? Because it is technically like an environmental enchantment kind of thing. Not stated in the rules, so it's DM discretion. Yeah. 
Do what you gotta do, DM. I always love when invulnerability defenses protect against spells, but if it's a like pre-made chain, just to reverse gravity of an earthquake. Yeah, you're going up, Ingra. You feel yourself. (laughs) (laughs) God, Ingra has the worst luck. Temple Lore is going to be start scooting up with you. I will fight if it's fly. (laughs) And then I also want to know. Where all is it affected? Because it's a pretty big area, usually. I believe Earthquake is 10 foot by 10 foot. Oh, 1d10. Fissures, yeah, fissures are just opening up in the ground, and instead of like raining rock down upon you, you guys are being dragged up into the ceiling. Lovely. 100 foot okay. radius, so yeah, everyone is affected by this. I'm actually immune, I'm actually immune to boulder damage. <laughs> yeah, that's lucky. Yeah, 100 foot radius. Yeah. So, who, who cast this? Wait a minute. No, this isn't going to work. This is a concentration one minute. Damn. I'm going to have to come up with something besides Earthquake. He could, uh, he could kiss Abbott. You know, that's free action. <laughs> that's I mean, I, look, I mean... Why like, acid I'm just saying, like, it's a possibility. Okay? I, I, it's not like... I want the kiss or anything, you know? Like, no, don't kiss. That would be terrible. But, like, you know. Let's go ahead and resolve the other spells that I want to do before we get DM discretion. crazy with an earthquake. Darn. Um, I wanted... Oh, so that means there's no reverse gravity, then. No reverse gravity. Oh, you can see some of the spiders. Man, they're really dim. I was really disappointed. I spent so much time trying to upload this map because it had little crawly spiders, but they're so fuzzy you can barely see them. Damn. I'm glad I can't make them. What website do you go to get these cool maps? YouTube.com is where I pull them from, and the map maker is called MacGuffin, or MapGuffin. That's crazy. So you could just, like, I see little spiders. I see a little fuzz. I just thought they were shadows. Uh, I'm pretty sure those and are. I'm Ingr- going to think of those, them those are Ingra's. Those are Ingra's. Those are Ingra's homies. You know. <laughs> I just imagine that it's just like the dust cloud around Pigpen. Uh, All right, Ingra. Uh, no, excuse me, Abbott. I need you to make an intelligence saving throw. Oh, am I gonna get a kiss? Two, four. Yeah, he reaches in and gives <laughs> you a good smooch. Eight, eleven. You take 11 psychic damage, and your intelligence and charisma scores are reduced to 1. Is that a magical effect? Yes. Aha! I get advantage. Take advantage. DC's 18. Is it Feeble Mind? Feeble Mind. Yeah, I hope it's not Feeble Mind. Alright, so what do you intelligence You want to pass. Okay, don't worry. I got lucky. It'll be... Fine. Are you in the globe? Where's it just Ingra? Okay. Fuck. Okay. Um. 
It's not good. Our spellcasters okay. out. Okay, that's fine. Don't <laughs> worry. I still got stuff. Let's see. Divine favor or or something like this? No, I still don't think it's seven. Aha! Okay. Okay. Do I? Okay. I need to go here first. Need to see something. You have the robes of the Arch Magi, right? Yeah. Don't those give plus two to saves? The... Yeah. So, wait. Just give me one second here. So, yeah. Robe of the Arch Magi. Easier spell D save DC and spell attack bonus. No, they just give me advantage on saving throws against spells and magical effects. Gotcha. But, you have the um, divine soul to yes yes I, yes yes I I will do that. So here I go. Favorite favored by the gods. I get to roll two d four and add that. It'll be easy, simple. Okay, plus five. So twenty. Twenty. Yes. Twenty Final saves. That was close. Yeah, that would have been real bad. We don't have a way to reverse that. You feel your intelligence, your very soul leaving your mind. And just in the shadows, you see these long, three-foot-long clawed brains start to claw their way down the ceiling, ready to usurp your body and take over, puppeteering you like a flesh sack. When you pull through and you are not uh, made silly, you are not uh, sillified. Oh, wait a second. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't Globe of Invulnerability, like, kind of, you know? Are you inside I the globe? You were... Oh, it's a, it's a 10 foot radius. Yeah. So it it's a 10 foot radius, so you it, both are in there? Not... Yeah, it's a 10 foot radius from itself, and it's next to him at 5 feet, so the Globe of Invulnerability is in, in range of. Alright, I'm gonna go ahead and feeble mind you then, Atherius. Because okay. if go. I had known that the Globe of Invulnerability, I was mistaken, I thought it was only on Ingra. So if Ingra and you and Abbott are both yeah, are both protected by the Globe of Invulnerability, I'm going to go ahead and feeble mind Atherius. Okay, I have a plus four because in, uh, the lady is there, so... Sorry for not explaining that again. No problem. Uh, that day. will be it. That will be a twenty as well. All right, you pull through as well. Everyone resisted. Everyone's rolling twenties. And then I roll a nine plus plus seven plus my plus uh, Elaria for saving shows, which is four. Oh, sixteen plus four twenty. This is intelligence, correct? Yeah. All right. Cool. Or of protection. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, that's a 16 from me, boss. You don't have, it's dismissed. You, it's an 8th level spell. You, you're not affected by it. Oh, shit. Never mind. It's just targeting Ethereus. Yeah. So, how much damage do I take? From what? I don't think Fiegelmont does damage. It's just... Oh, it does a little bit of damage. Did you fail? No, you succeeded, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you're going to take 
46 psychic damage and must make, yeah, so you do take a little bit of damage. Yeah, it's Alv. That's going to be, oh, not rolling bad. Uh, it's 10, 13, 13 psychic damage. Uh, Alvin, because I pass, so... Six. Seven. Six, all right. Damn it. Uh, one temporary hit points. <laughs> it's like you right. want us to die, DM. Want you to die so bad. No. Squirming ebony tentacles fill the 20-foot space around Atherius and Alaria. Yeah, you guys just look is down. Dentalor vanishes. It yeah, it's on the ground. Okay, uh, what is the reach? I feel like we've done this before. Yes, we've done this before. I'm flying... <laughs> Remember, Darius is five feet off the ground. Yep. Does not say. Oops. What are you trying to do? He's trying this to grapple us on the ground. Avard's black tentacles. Squirming <laughs> ebony tentacles fill 20 foot square. Tentacles, tentacles, tentacles. 90 foot range. No, that's oh, just how I can reach. make the spot. That doesn't say the reach of the tentacles. Is it is it twenty foot cube? You said. Yeah, twenty foot cube, or yeah, like, more like reach. a twenty foot square. Twenty foot it's square. Oh, it's yeah. twenty foot square. Oh, it's not cube. Okay, that no. on the ground. So yeah, 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 on the ground. Yeah, so it doesn't affect me. Little itty bitty tentacles. Tiny tentacles. So yeah, you guys will make. Me. It's, it's not a... square, but it's square nor cube. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, you're fine. Alaria, you will need to make a saving throw. dexterity saving throw on your turn. And the last bit. So that's Feeble Mind was at the uh, fourth turn. Eighth Choose the area motion. first so there's one more spell. Can I? Well, if you cast a spell that affects someone, time stop ends. Yeah, he's casting Feeble Mind on the last, on the fourth round. So it would have gotcha. ended on that. Yeah, that was on me. I saved. Oh, Sorry, I apologize. This is a long-ass turn on Death Floor's port. It's fine. That's what happens with high-level magic users. If you remember when I played uh, my magic wizard, it was pretty long during the trying to figure out what spells to cast. That was a while ago. Yeah, and I want to kind of just do like a rock fall. Rockfall, everyone dies. Let's go. Rockfall. Five foot by five foot cube rock falls directly on top of Ingra. Oh my god. No. Uh, 
What's what's the damage? So time spot and time stop ends. There's just this big old cube rock that just comes launching out of the air. Give me a dexterity saving throw. We're fucked. Uh oh. That means death. That's a six. Six? You're yep. gonna take seven damage. Boy. Boink. And that's gonna end. Uh, that's gonna end Denthlor's turn. Oh, also. Um, oh shit, that's right. Oh, I didn't want to do Shapestone. I take that back. Take that seven damage back. Uh, there's just gonna be dueling globes of invulnerability between the two of you. Cool. Now I remember what I wanted to do. Now uh, this is epic. That's gonna be back up to the top. Hatharius, your move. I'm stunned. I cannot do anything. Go ahead, uh, next person, or you want me to make an intelligent saving throw? If you're stunned, are you still floating? I'm floating at five feet. While stunned? Alright. It's it's hovering, it's hovering, so I cannot fall on the ground if I... Even if I am conscious, I can still float. <laughs> Got it. Go ahead and make your intelligence saving throw. See if you can take a turn. That will be a plus uh, Alaria. 15 plus 4, 19. 19 saves. You pull through. Go ahead and take a turn. All right. Let's go kill that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's go there. Bonus action. Ignite my flame tongue. And then... Make... A... I'm gonna do a... New thing from my fighter. Oh, no. Let's... Let's do something first. Uh, action... Yeah. Action, uh... Uh, wells of the grave so any damage that he takes he takes double accent surge uh, now since I'm flanking I'm gonna attack it with the vintage uh, just want to channel divinity uh, accent surge and uh, does he have a weapon in his hand? Okay. No, sorry. Yeah, so he did pick up his sets about. Uh, does he have another weapon in his hand? Besides the giant hammer thing that's like the horse killing hammer that he has? No. Okay, I will try to disarm it. Uh at the same time and uh, I'm attacking with advantage so give me a sec alright that's gonna be a 26 to hit 26 to hit alright he has to make me a strength saving throw ooh not bad 
I think he's got a plus six to strength. That's going to be a 24. Okay, succeed. I still have the, the thing which I hit with. Uh, okay, so that will be eight. 22. I apologize. He's only got a plus four. Uh, it's okay. That was a decent 19, and I'm gonna up the uh, booming blade as well. So, uh, all right. What what is it? 76. All right. Uh, wait a minute. I'm trying to yeah. 76 plus. 46 on the Whales of the Grave, plus 2d6 from the uh, fire uh, fire damage, plus 3, plus 3d8 for the Booming Blade, plus 1d8 from the Rapier, plus 1d8 for the Battlemaster. Do I miss anything else? No. Let's roll, uh, baby. All right, let's do some calculation over there. And all of this damage will be doubled. this one single attack it will take 146 damage did not enjoy that sir he's starting to look a little rough <laughs> uh, uh, I think that's all I can do uh, yep, that that is going to be my turn. You cut into him, he turns back into you, and you're kind of like carving chunks out of his fleshy, gooey body, and he's like, I can cut me down, but I'll just absorb you. You will be part of the collective. <laughs> we'll see about that. Come <laughs> He's tried to like lash back out at you, and he's gonna take swing at you. All right, go on with his advantage. Has the this amalgam guy has he used any legendary resistances yet? He has not. Damn. All right. Attacks me with his advantage. Probably just roll with the stat. I don't know how to make it. It's been a while since I rolled on a d20. How do I roll with um, disadvantage? Yep. I don't know. I don't know. I'll just roll twice. Uh, 
214? Oh, Wait, that's a dexterity yeah, save? No, no, that is, not, that, is, that is the DC. It's not... Uh, it's not uh, what it's supposed to... Is it <sighs> what he's using? The breath? That's no, the breath that he's using? No, I, I can't see because it's so tiny. Oh, my eyes are... I'm fucking blind. Fucking... Fuck. Well, just your just use your dice. Uh, I can't nope. see shit. I can't see shit, you guys. Apologize. It's fine. Okay. okay. Fuck the fuck. Hold control and scroll your mouse wheel. Hold control and scroll your mouse wheel. Oh, but the keyboard's all the way over here. This is the <laughs> other keyboard. Okay, what are you trying to use, DM? Just to try to smack you in the face. Okay, what is the, uh, well, it should be like a, a plus 11 or something, I don't know. I have no idea what that keyboard's plugged into. Fucking A. Let's see, I don't know. Ah, ah, oh, there it is. The mall. Ah. Okay, that's one. Go to the other for disadvantage. It's 19, so, uh, 19 not with shield. <laughs> Gonna shield that shit? Yep, exactly. He misses you with a legendary action. That's going to bring us to Ingrid's turn. I'm still stunned, aren't I? Intelligence saving throw. Okay. Wait, no, you were stunned last time. No, you uh, only lose one turn. You got your, you pull out of it. No longer All right, stunned. Cool. All right, cool. So I'm going to be casting uh, aid on our whole party. Everyone uh, gets 20 hit points and your max is increased by 20. Oh, nice. Nice. Just for a day, basically. For eight <laughs> hours. Alright. 20 there. Heal. Goes to manage HP. Up on that 20 more. There you go. Yeah, I'll just put it as... I don't even know. And then, what can I do? Because he's got that globe there. Dispel magic. Mmm. Mm. I like the way I think. You cannot cast two spells at a time. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I can't use this as a bonus action. It had to be a cantrip. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I wish you could do, but ah, painful every time. And there's not really any way I can run to the other side of him without giving him an opportunity of attack. Mm. 
Do you want to retcon your aid for this round magic? No, 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 no. That's my no, 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 no. I, I, I was planning on that. It's more just thinking of my next. Hmm. 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 Can you miss this step? Oh no, you cannot. Instead, a bonus action. Uh, bonus action. Yeah, but it's still a spell. Yeah, I may just, I may just see about moving closer to Ilaria. Um, does he have the golden? Is still have the golden attack? Um, until my first turn, I believe. Yes. So. Uh, yeah, you can you can walk out out of it, and uh, he if he does like an opportunity attack, he has disadvantage until the end of my next turn. All right, seems that he walks out of his range. Yeah, you let him go. You're all right, Ingrid. No opportunity attack. Um, DM, could I? Could you say again what what he did on on his time stop turn? You know, I, I just want to. I just need kind of like I kind of know what he did, but like I know. I just want to know. You know, if if he cast. Uh, basically, what I'm asking is, wh- what level did he did he cast the uh, globe of invulnerability at? The sixth level, base level. Six base level. Okay, cool. Angry, you're giving me feedback again. How dare you? Angry? I don't know what's causing it. Is it just... Your fan. Oh, is it... It's that... that yeah. It's I always the fan. Every, every American has a fan in their room. Even if you don't, it's just as a hidden fan. <laughs> Aren't air conditioning... Isn't air conditioning just big fans? Yeah, it's probably that. Yeah. Deep, bro. All right, so I'm pretty sure Isn't we're still... inhaling and exhaling just more fanning? Damn, man. Now we're just going super deep. Ask right, that Ingrid. blunt, bro. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Ingrid, anything else on your turn? Uh, that's basically all I can really do. Gotcha. All right, you move out of the globe of vulnerability. Cast aid. That's going to bring us to Abbott's turn. All right. Time to... I messed up his day. I cast Disintegrate at 7th level. Passing through through his Globe of Invulnerability. Pretty sure the globe protects you from anything below 8th level? Yeah. So my globe protects against 8th level. His globe only protects against 6th level. Oh, that's where I read that. I heard that from. Because I upcast it to eighth level. Okay. Okay. He gets a deck save. Yes, he does. Um, but I'm going Great. to. Uh, be, uh, I just want to tell you that he will have disadvantage because of a. Because of what's it called heightened spell. Yes, heightened spell. That's not great either. And that's a lot lower than the first roll, which was not good enough. He is going to have to use a legendary resistance to cut that down to 37 damage. 
37 uh, damage? I would... I would um, normally say that's good, but uh, in Disintegrate, it says that if they pass it, uh, they just take no damage. Thank you. Yeah, legendary resistance down to two. Legendary resistance mating takes no damage. Yeah, I think we went through that as well. Yes, we did. And All then, right, as a bonus action. Bonus. I'm going to... Let's see here. I know I just got some, some crazy shit. I'm going to use my sorcery points uh, to regain a 7th level spell slot, which will take 7 sorcery points. So, yeah, there goes my remaining sorcery points. Mm, Alaria? Oh, is that your turn? I'm sorry. Uh... Well, dang, oh, dang, you just cut me off. God. I'm sorry. Okay, as I was saying... <gasps> yeah, that's the end of my turn. Alaria, <laughs> I need a couple things from you. Okay. Uh, first, as the black tentacles wrap around your legs and try and give you an inappropriate bad touch, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw, please. Gross. Okay. 25. No problem. You rip through the bad touch tentacles. Taking no damage, you are not restrained. I also need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Seven. I'm gonna use indomitable and reroll that. That's a good call. Twenty-four. Hey, man, you guys are rolling well. Mm, this high-level play, you guys are, are using all your abilities. Not even time stop is saving me. You feel Denthalor, the psychic screams pushing into your mind the gestalt of consciousness that make up this foe. Press into your mind and begin to dominate your consciousness, but you're able to push him out. Them, whatever they are. You shunt them out of your mind. I just hear the psychic screaming chorus. It is your move. Okay. <laughs> you knew. <laughs> I'm gonna take my attacks with advantage because flanking. Get those not twenty. Here near. Here. Here again. Uh, the lowest is 22. Oh, those hit. Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. Not gonna do anything fancy. Just Mathematical. Uh, 
I had a weird dream the other night where everyone at my work was telling me that they were going to have to quit the D&D session. I was like, what the fuck? Wait, what? Are all your dreams just like bad dreams, DM? You ever have a good dream ever? They've been getting better. Um, anyway, yeah, uh, odd dream. 74 damage. 74? Fuck okay. yeah, I'm not dead. I get another turn. 69. Nice. He That's... is looking really rough. You have carved Emplor into tiny little pieces here. He is hanging on by dripping threads of viscera and gore. This is a strain this is seen straight out of the thing, where just like these different chunks of mouth, fleshy hanging pieces of gore are just all limply squishing off of him. Anything else on your turtle, Arya? No. He will gain a little bit of health back as the different wounds amalgamate, press back together, sewing cartilage wounds together. Legendary action at the end of your turn. He is going to take a swipe at Abbott. You can try. He is definitely going to try. You will try. Don't try it. I have the high ground. You underestimate my power. Yeah, he got a pretty shitty ending, that guy. Anakin. Had it coming. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did kill a lot of people. A lot of children. Yeah, like a lot of children. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Too many children. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with killing children. I mean, if they're Jedi children, you know, they're going to turn into bureaucrats one day. (laughs) (laughs) Fair, fair. (laughs) Why did I roll twice? I should only roll once. Does a 10 hit you? Probably not. Nah. All right. Now it is Dunflo's turn. What's up, boy? I want you to know, Alaria. It's only a matter of time before I come back. You may kill me now, but I'll just keep coming back and back until we're all one. He's gonna go. 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 Go go. Yeah, he's gonna use his last ninth level spell slot. Laria, I need you once again to make a wisdom saving throw. Eight. You feel that psychic chorus as he says one. That one note rings in your mind over and over again. One, 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 one. 
You feel a telepathic link with this screeching chorus of souls within Dendalore reach out and establish itself. You are drawn into this pool of combined consciousness. This telepathic link begins to seep into your soul. The madness within you, amplified by Sir Hiss, resonates between the psychic link back and forth. And you feel yourself dominated by this life form. Oh. Kill them all. Kill them all. You, for the next eight hours, are going to be... Uh, you're going to have a little bit of susceptibility of taking suggestions from this Dendalore fella. Is it dominate for Ikea's mass suggestion, I think. No, dominate monster. Oh. Dominate monster. But is not a monster. <laughs> Alaria is No, it's any creature. Alaria is my my closest friend. <laughs> I'm just and, and I'm gonna try to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I don't I don't think I could survive a hit from you, Alaria. I please don't. Yeah, that's gonna not feel very. Oh boy! I'm so, Laria, in your mind, you feel this chorus of voices reach out. Act natural. Oh, Don't God. let them in. Don't let them in. Don't let them know. That's going to be Atherius's turn. Um, am I still flanking or not? Yes, you're still flanking. Okay. <laughs> All right, it's time for the big guns. Uh, should I kill this man once and for all? Mm. Damn, I'm allowed to have my magical weapon in this fight, right? Yes. Well, actually, let's do a Gilmore's. Hold on now. You gotta run back to Gilmore's and grab that. Okay, so I don't have it. It's a rush order. Okay. Well, let's not have it for this fight then. Uh, okay. Well, uh, attack with advantage with my flame tone. And. Let's see. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think I have. Uh, yeah, let's let's do this. Bonus action sanctuary on uh, Abbot. Oh, that's nice. Sanctuary. 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 Just know if you attack at it, it goes away. Fine, uh, cast spells. Ha ha ha. If he if he attacks with cast a spell, the the oh wait, yeah. He, wait, is it is it me or him? No, it's uh, yeah. So if he got if he. Make an attack, cast a spell that affects an enemy or deals damage to another creature with this spell's hand, so 
you can just teleport. Uh, yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, so I'm going to attack this fellow man with advantage. Let's see. That is going to be 22. Yes. All right. Let's roll all of that damage again. Uh, what kind of thing that he has to cast spells himself he's supposed to have a spell casting focus not because he's a lich and an elder brain and a new blitz <laughs> so he doesn't have okay he doesn't uh, mean it alright uh it is natural ability to cast yeah also, uh, if Alaria takes damage, does he have to make her wisdom safe as well to escape? I can only escape if he damages me. Ah. Oh, is that how that works? Pretty sure. So I was reading that too. I thought it said if you took any damage that you could re, uh, re-roll on the... Let's see what it says. Meow, 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 meow. This time, the target takes damage. It makes a new wisdom saving throw against the spell. If it I've seen this spell ends. Each time the target takes damage, it makes a new wisdom saving throw against the spell. If the saving throw succeeds, the spell ends. Any damage. Any damage. All right, so... I'm going, I'm going to do a little bit of damage on you, but it's not going to be a lot of damage. But before uh, you do so, yeah, give me an intelligence. Give me just your straight up intelligence check to determine what exactly Death Lord did, and if he casted Dominate Monster on Alaria, you'd have to be able to tell not only the spell, but also the target of the spell was Alaria. Okay. Uh, Otherwise, you're just going and you're attacking your teammate for no reason. It kind of. Do you want me? Do you want me to, to roll Arcana for that? No, no, you wouldn't. Um, it wouldn't just be uh, an Arcana check. It's not just a straight ability of being able to tell magic. It's like target as well. So it, give me an intelligence check. All right, that will be a twenty-four. DC was 20. That was a high, so you are able to tell just as Alaria's posture stiffens at the end of the casting of Denflor, you recognize the spell. You know that she's been dominated. All right. Oh, you uh, think Alaria would be the one dominating? Hey, yo! Hey, yo! Bazinga! All right. Uh, I'm going to roll the damage for uh, the guy first. Then I'm going to roll for uh, Alaria to. Like uh, 46 damage. Give me a sec. Ooh. So many dice. It's crazy. Every time he rolls, it gives me a heart attack. <laughs> I have uh, spending my dice. Alright, let's do a calculation over there. I was going to say you don't get a sneak attack because I'm not an ally, but Abbott's there, so you're. Abbott's good. there, yeah. This is a, uh, just an ability. Sneak attack. Sneak attack. Sneak oh, right. attack. 
sneak attack. Sneaking. I like how rogues are just like, yeah, I learned how to stab extra good. So yeah. stab so hard when I'm some behind someone, I get them in the like, back. Yeah, of course, of course, you're gonna stab somebody. Like, what is that even sneak attack? No, well, everybody you're knows. Not, you're all not your sneaking. Vi- it's, you're not being sneaky about this. You're just straight up attacking. Abbott, everybody knows uh, all your vitals are directly behind you. Um. All right. So you is gonna take it fifty-six damage in total. Oh, well, I think that's enough. Dead. How do you kill him? You are oh. correct, Abbott. All right. Um, how is he facing? He's facing like uh, uh, to Alaria as he's speaking to him, right? Yes. So, so he's gonna feel like a little interruption as he's speaking to him, and he says, "Alaria, please do." And as he's speaking, and you just see like his vocals being interrupted as he slightly they appear on his throat and he does he does like a little giggle and he retrieves his rapier and slices his head off and head bounces on the ground a couple times as Dentalor's body melts into two pieces and the body kind of does this like wobbly wiggle before falling over, it splashes onto the ground in a puddle of goo and just begins to dissipate out. You see, you specifically, Atherius, see this soul. You try and catch it and it slips through the skeletal fingers of death as you reach out and try and grasp it. And whisking away towards its phylactery, you hear the entire party. I'll be back for you. <gasps> Great. Now we got we got a duck and a lich on our ass. <laughs> At this point, go ahead and roll that damage up for Ilaria as Zora bursts back into the room. She's like, "What?" Yep. <sighs> I'm gonna roll what the for. The fuck was damage. that? The thanks fuck was that thing? Yeah, thanks for helping. I had to make sure that the incels were taken to their just fates. Now what the gods neighbors that abomination? Loth would not have such filth desecrate a city. It appeared to be a monster inside of our friend's body. The thing was your friend? Used to uh, be. It's... Since we've entered the Underdark, our friend Denthavor was being hunted by Edward. What we've come to discover is an Ublex that devoured his sibling and has been hiding as you in that form, hunting us, or Denthavor specifically, and that I guess succeeded and now it's coming after me. So, Denthavor is like, what, straight up dead now? No. It's crazy. Death lore is live. The lich part of the elder bitch has kept the soul alive. It'll take him. Let me roll that d10. Ooh, it's going to take him nine days to reform, but he'll be back. Well, that's entirely too much information, and I can't even really process what you were just trying to lay down there. If you would mind following me, I will provide you escort back to Gilmore's. You are... Seems, seems logical. 
you are all an entirely too much handful. We say yes. And I no. appreciate some gratitude, honestly. You all escorted and brought an abomination into this city, and I do not think that saving me from something that was tailing you all here quite counts as something that deserves gratitude. And as she's like storming out and you all are kind of like following her wake, she is going like off on you all, giving you a stern as fuck lecture. To be honest, the fact that your gods didn't even pick up on it was... uh... Shitty gods. They, Loth is aware of all things within her web. It is all part of a grand plan. And for, and, um, uh, yeah, you guys are just being escorted back into the city of spiders at a very, uh, irate Zora. And uh, that's where we're going to go ahead and end tonight's session. Yeah! Woo! I will go back to uh, uh, Gilmore and have my magical weapon. My magical weapon. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and do some housekeeping off uh, your stream here. But send me, DM me what you'd like, and I will approve as uh, requested. We'll we'll see what we can do. Congratulations on level eighteen, and I will see you all. Thank you uh, very much for playing. Good night. Thank you guys for listening. We only have one listener, Herzog Jensen. Had a moment of clarity. This rap shit is scaring me. My conscience is daring me to say what I wanna say. I think all these niggas suck. I think I just might be fucked. Like, what if this life is luck? And what if that luck run out like your daddy? They passing sticks like a caddy. I'm doing good like I'm Larry. Your coke ain't smile, roll a fatty. This monster's under my bed. I crush him when I be fucking. This monster's all in my closet. Just not the J's, bro. Don't touch him. These niggas' lives running out. Like it's some milk or some napkins, oblivious Michael Christmas. I'm never knowing what happens. I'm hitting them folks and pouring handy till I'm toasty. I think I'm a monster. So why the fuck I still feel hopeless? Monster. I'm a monster, baby. Don't act like I didn't tell you. Monster. I'm a monster, baby. You know I didn't mean to scare you. I had a moment of danger, it feel like things getting stranger I go to 7-Eleven, don't even buy 27s I'm on the edge like a fizz, but I still handle my biz I take the bottle and chuck it, this world is pussy Say fuck em, fuck em, and fuck em I'm hoping I don't grow up, I'm a lot of nothing With something I got from God in abundance That rapping ass nigga smiling in pictures Don't burn no bridges, cause everyone victim You not slick, it get drop kick. I'm not sick, I just hock spit I turn this little shit to lots of shit on my Duroc shit Planet change, but ain't changed shit I'm not Barack, and I talk shit as if my whole dick and balls was monstrous Monster I'm a monster, baby Don't act like I didn't tell you Monster I'm a monster, baby You know I didn't mean to scare you
happens is you get it's like they give you shit they just hand you the world and then and they expect you not to be any different they expect you to change to stay the same and what happens is you change and you say you're not gonna change but you do it's like that movie Love Don't Cost a Thing <laughs> with Nick Cannon and Christina Milian. He wasn't shit, and then she made him shit. Don't be shit, guys. I'm a masturbator. You know I 